All right, I want you to watch this, okay? If you're watching at home, I want you to watch this. This is where I want my microphone to be, right here. All right, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna remove my hands so I can use my hand for interneting. Perfect. And now you don't really hear me because my microphone went over there. Again, found the spot exactly where I need the microphone to be so that I can be involved, look at you, but also if something were to happen, like say if uh, the Ravens were to sign a player or there to be news about Michael Pierce or something that I wanted to pass along to you, or if I were to realize that I had forgotten to post Would You Rather Wednesday, something along those lines, I would need to use my hands. And that wouldn't be helpful because now I don't have a microphone in front of me. Here I am. Griffin, I know you. this is not uh, at all an area of expertise for you, but congratulations. This gets to be your problem. Okay. Should, right. should we change mic stands? I don't or? know what we should do, Griffin. <laughs> and we won't do it before the show, obviously, because the show's started. We need more line, maybe? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might be able to... The problem is the moment... No, stop, 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 stop. I think I've... Like, by giving me that much slack, I might have solved the problem. Once again, old GC's got to do everything on his own around here. I'm sorry. I'm not comfortable calling myself a hero, but I can understand why you might want to use that term. God, good morning, Glenn Clark Radio. Good morning. We solve these things on the air because... Well, what are you going to do? Solve them before this show? No. That's silly. Um, uh, uh, R.I.P. to short season officially ended yesterday. Uh, as you guys know, I do not. Uh, I'm not going to check the weather every day. I uh, base the weather on whatever the weather was yesterday. That's the way that it works. I just don't checking the weather like every day. What do you read the newspaper? Okay, that ain't gonna happen. I live my life based on whatever the weather was yesterday, and because of that. Yesterday ended short season. I had to do a soccer match out at uh, Stevenson, and I was so frigid that I ran to the car desperately looking to see if I had a hoodie out there, and all I had was a scarf. And I didn't care. People could judge me all you want. I'm wearing the damn scarf. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. short season. It is pants from here on out until it gets warm again in the spring, in which case... I will declare it short season once more. And then it does not matter if it's cold the following day. It's short season. There is short season and there is pants season. And there is no uh, going back. Once uh, We've come too far, as the Harold and Kumar said once. God, I could go for another Harold and Kumar movie. I don't know what uh, Cal Penn and John Cho are up to these days. Um, It is Glenn Clark Radio. I would be Glenn Clark. He would be Griffin Bass. We've got much to do on the program today. Coming up uh, a little bit later on this hour, our buddy Drew Forrester, for better or for worse, will join us. Uh, we can talk about how Live Golf has to buy their time on Fox Sports. It's that, it's that toxic. I mean, like it's literally it's Fox. I'm I'm pretty sure they root for Saudi Arabia, and yet they can't. They like they have to buy the time in order to get on TV. That is a rough look. I mean, I. For most people, they'll hear about the story today, and then like it'll kind of go away once the the golf is on TV. They won't know that the time was bought. They won't really care about that. 
Uh, but we'll talk about that with Forrest. We'll also talk about real sports, I promise. I, I promise we won't just talk about stupid golf things. Would he appreciate that? You calling golf not a real sport? No, I'm not saying that golf isn't a real <laughs> sport. I mean, like, real sports topics, things that people actually care about broadly, like not... You know, not niche things. I would say the same thing about, no offense, I'm the biggest tennis fan on the face of the planet. I would say the same thing about talking, I would love, I would desperately love to talk about Francis Tiafo beating Stefano Tsitsipas to help Team World win their first ever Labor Cup. Do you think anybody else on the planet has any interest in that? Do you think, any, if I spent the first five minutes of the show talking about that today, do you think I would chase everyone away? Yeah. I mean, by I everyone, so. yeah. I mean both of you. John and Little Rock. <laughs> Um, Andrew Steck, uh, you know, Nick Kelly, uh, and I guess we have a bigger group than that. Um, by the way, I apologize. I'm still not, I'm still not doing so well, uh, with the, uh, the checking the uh, comments on uh, Facebook. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Every day I go back at the end of the show and I'm like, wow, I responded to no one that commented on, no, not on I Facebook. I guess that's on I mean, me on, too. On YouTube. I, I should be. Able yeah, to, you I should, should, you should be. Yes. Okay. It's mo- actually, in fact, it's. Almost it's entirely. More, it's more on you. Okay. Yes, it's more on you than it is on me. All right. I'll be better at that. <sighs> anyway, um, so there's there's all that. Uh, we will talk to Drew Forrester. Also coming up this morning, Hall of Famer Rod Woodson is going to join us. We will talk to him about uh, not only the Ravens, as he's part of the Ravens broadcast team, but also uh, I watched his episode of Football Life, which aired this past Friday night on NFL Network. I am now an NFL Plus subscriber. I don't know what that gets me. I'm not sure you yet. got the All-22. Yeah, but I don't really have time. <laughs> like, I, it's really fun. When I was on the beat, I liked watching the All-22, and it was not as easy to obtain back then as it is apparently now, where you just have to hit subscribe. Uh, when I was on the beat, I loved watching the All-22, and then I got off the beat, and I was like, I don't have time for this. And I, I appreciate that everybody else watches it and shares out clips on Twitter, so I get all the relevant clips without having to watch the entirety of the game via the All-22 film. Um, but Rod Woodson's uh, Football Life episode aired with our buddy Josh Charles, of course, narrating it because he narrates all the Football Life episodes. A lot of stuff I didn't know about Rod Woodson. Like, I did not know um, that growing up, the level of racism that he faced in his own community. I just had no idea. And um, some neat stories about his time with the Ravens. It was a neat episode. I assume it's going to re-air about 100 times because I'm pretty sure that's what they do with uh, those types of things. So if you missed it, I would encourage you to check your local listings to uh, watch it again, and we will catch up with Rod Woodson later on in the program. Charles McDonald, Mr. Four Verts himself, he is now with Yahoo Sports. Uh, it's just started there a few weeks back, uh, covering the NFL. A former McDonough football player, and yet he's a big Falcons fan, which is a weird bit. We'll talk to him about that. But more importantly, we're going to talk to him about Lamar Jackson. He wrote a whole piece this week about Lamar Jackson's bet on himself. We will discuss that with Charles McDonald, and later on we will catch up with Ty Lavatai, Navy quarterback, after they defeated um, East Carolina on the road on Saturday, and now they uh, get ready for the big one against Air Force coming up this Saturday afternoon. So all of that coming up on the program today. Wow, busy day. Today's show brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, always the best place to watch and bet on everything, but particularly football. And if you make a Super Bowl futures bet, you can be registered. Are you serious? Just going to wander on in like this, like like you live here? What, I come to your house and chew gum? No, would you turn the microphone on? John said if I come in, I get an extra 100. Oh, no, you don't. 
I got bad news. You're going to have to settle for Shut the, up, Griffin. You have to settle for the 500 you normally get. <laughs> the hell are you doing just here? got some royal farms coffee and i'm just right. here hanging well, out i do like royal farms coffee let me finish telling everybody they can get uh, super bowl tickets that's true you can win a pair of tickets to the super bowl in arizona uh if you get in and you make a 25 dollars futures bet on the super bowl the rule is that one you have to be a live rewards member and two they have to be plus 300 odds or more but literally all of the super bowl futures bets right now are plus 300 odds or more so that's not going to be a problem. You can register to win a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl. I, and uh, by the way, he Leon kept saying the word Super Bowl. I don't. Normally, when you say this, you're not supposed to use the word Super Bowl. Like you're nor- say the big game. Yeah, you're supposed to say something like the, like the championship game or the game at the end of the season or you know the game you know, in February where everybody right the team that wins the around and it's super correct and like and they call it a bowl. You're supposed to do something like that, but he kept saying Super Bowl. So I wonder if. FanDuel right. has a deal with the NFL where they're allowed Probably. to use it or something. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, get in right now and get that bet in so you can be registered to win tickets to the Super Bowl. the hell are you doing here? Seriously. What, I mean, what, what's going this on? This is my stomping grounds. Well, I'm I know right. you work over at... I mean, I'm right here. Like, you don't actually work there. Like you, but I'm... Right. But I mean, golf I'm, course isn't... I mean, there's no golf course at Calvert Hall. But I'm in the vicinity. This is my stomping grounds. You keep saying you're stomping grounds. I'm not sure what that means. I know I'm you, here way more than you in this area. I know you used to hang out at that place across the street all the time. I drive, I drive right down here. I drive this road almost every day of my life. This because, road. Because you got to drop Ethan off. Yeah, yeah and just right, like, you right. know, I'm at IHM, and I'm going to Coward Hall, and I'm setting up shop at Panera, and like, you know, I'm just... Griffin, I feel like uh, Drew and I's levels are a little bit off. I feel like he's a, b- a bit a bit higher than I am if we can't get that fixed. All right. Um, so, okay. I got stuff for you. I, I didn't intend to. One, tell me why it is that Fox, who's like literally Donald Trump's personal network, okay, is going to make the live people buy their time on the air instead of like going into business with them. Hmm. I, I guess because they just I think that that model for I think that model for anyone that isn't the NFL is probably very very dangerous I think the model of the the entity paying the programming mm-hmm is very dangerous. I think it's if you if you're not the NFL, right? The NFL, you, they're just going to give the NFL their billion dollars, and they're going to air the games, and they're going to go sell advertising to right. all the insurance companies. But but they're doing it with every, everybody else is making money. Remarkably, no no no. But I'm saying I, I think baseball because of the nature of the games being every night, and these teams have these like the regional sports network concept sort of kind of saved baseball. Yes, I baseball agree. was never right. a nationally televised product. I mean, I grew up with it. You kind of didn't. I grew up with Saturday, Saturday afternoon yeah, it baseball. Was a big deal, right? right, it was a big deal. Right. right. Um, when I, by the way, when so, I was a kid, the Sunday night games were still a big deal too. Okay, you, you didn't get to right. see these other teams like you just didn't. Right. They weren't. Right. There weren't. But this this thing with the golf, the, I think the PGA Tour, the dirty secret on the PGA Tour is that without Tiger, it's mostly white noise, and I think they would tell you that, but they can't tell you that because 
that their sponsors would say, uh, really? Then what am I paying you for? Yeah, but CBS but still, the, still gives them about a ton of money. Uh, that, that's my. But I'm just saying, I think C, I don't think CBS is making a gazillion dollars off the PGA Tour. See, this is where I, I, I really I, don't. We're gonna we're gonna disagree. I don't think they the are. The one thing that people still buy is live sports. The one thing you can still sell advertising to in any way because people watch it live. Well, but there's the there therein lies the issue. This is the answer to your question. It just took me a minute to because I saw the thing last night where Fox is going to pay for the time and i mean not fox lives going to pay for the time no one has been watching this on youtube understood yeah no one's been watching so it isn't like they've done nine hundred and seventy-seven thousand views to see brooks kepka dueling with cameron smith in chicago i don't even know if that's what happened but no one's no one's flocking to youtube to watch i get that but the nascar truck series still doesn't have to buy their time like that's that's NAS, the, NASCAR is an established live golf is not established. NASCAR is an established entity. I mean, this is people the, watch it. The third level of NASCAR, granted, still gets paid. but, but a, a number of those people, a number of those of those guys will be will move up to the next series, and oh, I mean, that's I, where I mean, they I, cut their teeth. I, I understand yeah. that, but I think it just comes down to the fact that it's an unproven entity. Um, I I, I don't know this. I'm. Just sort of, this would be a guess. I would hazard a guess that, you know, they might be a little nervous, maybe about the whole Saudi Arabia thing. And you know, we we we'll take your money, right? We'll take your money, but we're not going to go into business with you. I'm just saying, like that could be that could be on their mind. I don't know. I'm I I don't know. I, but I, this is a necessary thing for live. Well, yes, obviously they have to. Be They've got to get on somehow. They don't even way. have to have them all on, right? You know, when they're playing in Malaysia. No one cares. Well, the bigger problem is I don't like think the tournaments in the fall are going to be able to be on TV on Saturday in America. They they show football games. I heard about that. Like, like I'm not sure if you're aware. Colleges play right. I'm pretty sure that Fox isn't going to say, "Well, if our choice is we can run your Boston well, event the, the, or the Ohio gonna, State game, we'll pick the Live Boston tour." I still right? think what's going to wind up happening, and I've said this from the beginning, this model, and I realize they either backdoored their way into this funny little live 54 thing where it really was part of this wild grandmaster plan to change the way everybody plays golf. They, they're not going to be able to continue to play 54 holes. And that's what's going to wind up happening. The official golf rankings people are going to say, we're happy to give you ranking points. You've, you've made your case. You have uh, 15 good players. Mm-hmm. You've made your case. But you can't play 54 holes. You, you're going to have to play 72 holes. So I think what Liv will do, and I think they have 14 tournaments next year, 16, 14, 16. I think some of them will be 54-hole events still. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll create six majors, mm-hmm. and those will have 72 – those will be allotted 72 holes, and that's where they'll get their ranking points. Because okay. you, don't, you don't really need – uh, who could I use as an example here? I would say Taylor Gooch would be a really good example of this. Who's in was inside comfortably inside the top fifty, went to live, fell out of the top fifty, um, might have just now gotten back into the top fifty with his play at the at the um, the event two weeks ago, whatever that was, uh, the one that Shane Lowry won the. Uh, The BMW BMW Championship, the European BMW. Gooch finished third, got back into the top 50. Failing that, 
he'd be outside of the top 50. Right. He, he really only needs one or two tournaments. Yeah, he had to go back and play to something. To stay sure. in it. Sure. So there's no reason. Liv doesn't have to play all of the events at 72 holes, but they do have to have enough events at 72 holes to give Harold Varner III, Dustin Johnson, uh, Reed, Kepka, all, all the prominent guys. They need to figure out a way to, to keep them in the top 50 to get those guys to play majors. Right, correct. And then the big selling point down the road is this is how they're going to go get Tom Kim. The hey, guy, Tom. The guy that was everybody was talking about right. from the president. This is how they're going to yeah. go get Tom Kim. Hey, right. Tom, we, we, we know what your objections used to be. Mm-hmm. You, you can't come play here because you want to play in the Masters and the PGA and the British right, Open. We figured Open. out a path. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. Here's your $50 million or your $100 million that would take you six years to make on the tour. Here is your money. And we got six tournaments now that are 72-hole events, and all you got to do is finish in the top five twice, and you got enough points to go play in all the majors. Okay. So that that so lives to me. This is a natural thing for them. They're 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 changing their course of business a little bit, mostly all because of the world golf rankings. That that world golf rankings thing has totally changed them. Well, it's the, without that, right? They 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 got nothing. Well, Without that, the they, got they have to play in the majors. I get that. All yeah. right, all right. We've scared off anybody. Okay, that yeah. Well, yeah. No, no, no all one, eight of you can come back no, now. No one cares. No one cares. Um, all right. So obviously, we are we are overreacting to everything because this is how football season works. With by the way, I guess I should mention this is Drew Forrester who's here this morning. Drewsmorningdish.com is his website. Everybody Colson, you owe me for this. I what a swift kick well, in the he ass. Just said like he, he did hey, jump show, in. He did jump in on Facebook. Do you want me to read, no, read his comment? The show's <laughs> struggling, and you know he's like, "Could you go in and the help Glenn, Glenn and Griff?" I'm I, like, "My God, sure. if this if this is what fixes us, <laughs> it just might be time to end it. It just might be time <laughs> to call the whole thing off." Actually, you came up. If I'm the closer, you mean? Why did I come in? If I come in, why, the bottom why did I bring up Drew on the show this week? What were we talking about that I told a story that involved Drew? I can't even remember what it was. I told a story. I was my wife never knew the story about uh, me getting fired the second day. Oh, well, we, it was when she we, never knew. Oh, that she story. didn't know that at Yankee never Stadium. At Yankee oh, Stadium. Oh, we were talking oh, about yeah. Yankee, uh, Griffin's going up to Yankee Stadium on Friday. Yes, we got He's some good. We got, we got some good seats for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right in the ble- right field bleachers. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right in the right field bleachers. Well, I mean, and here, let me give you some advice. If you run into trouble, <laughs> here is a remedy for you. Mm-hmm. Let me speak to your boss. Yep. Just keep going for as long as you possibly can. Let me until, speak to you nope. until nope. someone until someone says you've reached the end of the line. All right. <laughs> Officer Danatelli or whatever his I've name was. I've seen your show. I've Officer, seen. Officer Danatelli said, "I've been watching this for forty-five minutes. Yeah, it's impressive. You got to leave now. <laughs> yep, it's time to go. Because if you don't, you're, this quote was, you're not going to like where I take you.' Yep, and I'm like, I think we'll be scooting out now. So, well, <laughs> gonna go across the street and have a thirteen dollar red stripe. <laughs> That's the way that today. All is All I remember be. was it was ninety four degrees. Miserable. The sun was right the, on top the of Orioles us. Orioles were terrible. I mean, we were god off. We were sitting in the bleachers, and I, it was like, you know, because you always get there early because you're petrified that you're. If you leave at nine for a one yeah, o'clock we game, up the same day. Yeah, so if we, you leave yeah. at nine for a one o'clock game, you know you're going to run the traffic. Yep. So we leave at seven thirty, and you pull in there at ten fifty, and you're like, now what the hell are we going to do for three hours? Correct. So we got in the stadium. And it's at- not like being downtown in another city where there's things like you're in the Bronx. Right. Right. Like there's nothing to do. There's- so we go up and sit in, sit in that upper deck, and after about eleven minutes, I said, hey. This is, gonna, <laughs> this is not going to work. Yeah, let's go take a tour of the stadium. Yep, and that's when we sat down and found those 
better seats. Great seats. <laughs> and nice. And we were there for a minute. Right. And then and then we were uh, we were dismissed. We were dismissed from those seats. Right. So enjoy your trip to Yankee Stadium, pal. But uh, thanks. You know, hopefully you'll see Aaron Judge hit six homers or something. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Is that really how funny? Maybe, would it maybe be? He'll get walked. How funny times, would it be so. if he ends at sixty? It would be pretty funny. It would be. Pretty I mean, funny. how funny would that be? So okay, I'll ask the question then. If you're the Orioles, do you just walk him every at bat? For the for the purposes of what? For the purposes not, of not, he's not not, not, not letting oh, him beat you. Not at all. No. I mean, if the game, if the if the sir, sir, what do they got a they got a game to, two more games in Boston. I think so. tonight tomorrow. Yes. Because they got eight games left, right? Yes. yes. And they, tonight, tomorrow, three against the Yankees, three, three against, against the Blue Jays. Jays. Right. Mm-hmm. So, because Seattle can't beat anybody, they're going to still be alive over the weekend. Alive. I mean, but they're still going to be alive. alive. Okay, but they're still going to have. Dude, Seattle might not win another game. Yeah, you keep saying that. I uh, if the you. Orioles would have won those two over the weekend, yeah. they'd be two games There's out. A lot of if. Well, they could have won last night too. I know, but I. No, you don't just walk him. Now, if the circumstances of the game call for you to walk him, then sure. I would walk him if he let off an inning. I, I mean, what? Are, why are you but not But for what giving, reason? Because he's Barry Bonds. Because you don't want him to hit a home run? Yes. For the record or because you don't no, want to lose? No, because I don't want to lose. Gotcha. Okay. Because he's Barry Bonds. Because I'm giving him the Barry Bonds treatment. Because you just say, whatever happens here, whatever happens today, I know one thing that's not occurring. That guy's not beating me. I think Anybody else? If you want to do that in the seventh inning when it's two to one, fine. But you can't do that in the third inning. Why not? Because that's Buck Showalter walked Barry Bonds with the bases loaded and won. It's chicken ass. Why is that chicken ass? It just is. You're trying to win baseball games. I hear you. Like if you're eliminated fully, then who cares, right? Like right. who cares at that point? But you know you he's hitting like five against us, probably. Right. In one game, he might break Bonds' record. Right. <laughs> in one game, it might. Santander might hit five. I saw the other night. I wasn't even watching the game, and I'm just—I have it on, and it's kind of white noise in the background, and I hear, and that's another home run for JD Martinez. I'm like, JD Martinez hasn't been in the league in six years, yeah. Well, and I look up, and he's running around the bases. Yeah, he's definitely still in the league. He's definitely—he must have he's very much. He's still got in the league. 16 homers this year, 13 of them against us. That probably is true. You're not. Wrong it's unbelievable. About that. Him and Devers. You're not wrong about that. Um, yeah, I can't. I don't. I don't get why you overthink this. Just walk the. Th- by the way, I, this is a baseball thing that I've never understood at all. Like this thing where you don't do that. Well, that's not the way this works. Like that's what we do in kickball on Thursday nights. We say, "Well, we're not going to walk somebody." Like we're out here to try to. You're trying to win. Why are you letting the best hitters beat you? I, I, I can hear you now in kickball. Time out a second. Hey, we're not thrown to this dude. No, no, no. Every time I mean, we throw to this dude, he kicks the ball over right, my head. Right. Why would we do that? Right, right. No, I like. I get it. In, when we play Thursday, how about night the fact kickball? they're talking about cutting uh, Chapman? The Yankees are talking about DFA and Chapman. Well, I, mean, I mean, that's like the rumor I, in New York. I don't know if you've heard. He stinks. Like, he doesn't have. He hasn't had a it. save. And I'm saying this without having looked at last night's score, um, box score. He does not have a save. Aroldis Chapman doesn't have a save since May. Yeah, I mean, he's not good anymore. Right. Like I, I I'm not really all that. Surprised and they're getting by Britain this. back. And if and if necessary, I guess he could yeah, close. I guess he could. I guess he could. I don't really care about this. Doesn't impact me. I still way. think I they wrecked themselves when they so. traded Montgomery. Why do you care so much about this? About Why our, are you about so our Yankees? About, oh, is that what we're doing <laughs> now? Is, is that what you came in here today? About like, our Yankees? I've got a bunch of interesting Yankees tidbits. I'm going to throw in. They're going to be I really. Actually, I don't know about you. Uh, I follow sports. Yeah, that's no, you don't. <laughs> Stop lying. <laughs> 
Stop lying. I, I follow sports. Yeah, what team does Matt the Breida Mets, play for the, now? Who? Yeah, exactly. There you the go. Mets-Braves thing this weekend is going to be interesting. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I just don't care. Like, you understand that there are, there are things that happen locally. Right? Like, you understand that's what we do here. We might play one of them in the playoffs. I don't think so. Eventually. I got a funny feeling it's not going to work out that way. Just have a weird feeling. Is Hyde going to manage next year? Yeah, he'll manage next year. He'll manage next year. But the awkward part will be they would have to give him, because you never want to have your manager in you know lame duck season. So the awkward part would be they'd have to tack on one more year after that in order to do it, which will make people assume that, you know, he's gotten an extension or something like that. Like, it's at some point, it gets loud that you're not giving him a real extension. And that makes me think that if, like, I would be in a weird place where I would say either give him an extension or don't, right? Like, either go ahead well, and Well, you either say, give him an extension or you or, just or, hire Dom that, That's what I mean by it. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I don't get the matting. No, I, I just use him. He's the latest. I don't, um, I don't understand that. But, Griffin, you know, I still, are you sure name. the levels are right? I still feel like Drew's a little bit louder than I am. Um, and I don't, that's, you know, it might be, it might be that Drew paid you off to make sure it was that way. I'm not, I'm uh, not yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a little louder. Yeah, I'll I think we need to get down. that fixed. Um, I am, I'm in a weird place where I don't think that you can fire Brandon Hyde. I don't think there's any justification. I don't either. For firing, I mean, the team's got, they have 180 games. But at the same time, I think you're in an awkward spot where, but are you committed to him for longer than this? And if you're not then wouldn't you just be better off? Well, I, I, unless, I mean, you can write this down, and if we're back here next year, if you guys are still in the air, I'll come back and say I was right yeah, or wrong. Not likely. Uh, they're they're going to win 95 games next year. Ooh. Dude, they're going to win 84 games this year, and their two best players weren't even on the team for the whole season. I hear you. I hear you. Rutschman didn't come until May, and Gunnar Henderson didn't come until September. That's fine. If those two guys have the whole season, the Orioles are going to win 95 games. How is the offense getting fixed next year? Well, those two guys are going to be around for the whole year, number one. Look, they don't even have that many holes to fill. How many holes do they have to fill, really? I, I, I mean, don't honestly. I don't. Who are you committed to, position player? Okay, right now, they're, 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 Mountcastle's the first baseman. Okay. He's a very good defensive first baseman. I agree. He's not with a that. great hitter, but he, but he's competent. But why are you committed okay, to having? Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I'm asking a question. Why are you committed to a first baseman, a position where you need to get production from, being someone who's not a great hitter? Okay, so go, so go. But let me keep going, then we'll go back to him, because that's a fair question. But you've got first base accounted for. Y- you can cobble anything together at second base. Hell, they got a a passing season out of this goof. Odor somehow. They did. Though. They did. They didn't get a passing season they out of him. They did. He had some big hits. He Not only, but he... This is what second basemen are. Someone's got to hit ninth and hit 214. I, I understand that, but they have too many of those so, guys. You got him. You got you. You got someone at second. It's not going to be Odor, but you have someone at second base. <laughs> it's not going to be Odor. You you've got the shortstop. This is when you started with. You don't have that many holes. No, you holes don't. To fill. You don't. You, you, well, you got somebody. You got, Somebody's going to play right. there. You got a, you got a shortstop. That's taken care of. You got a third baseman. That's taken care of. You got a center fielder. That's taken care of. You By can, the, way, the guy hit, is hitting two eleven, and Drew called it a passing season. He. As much as they, I don't he like, he came in here today and said, "As much as I, I don't, don't know about you, I pay attention." to As sports. much as I said, he was hitting two fourteen. He's hitting RBI in five straight games, dude. He 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 has had a passing season. What does that mean passing season? I'll tell you what it means. They could have done way worse. They have before. Would they have. They have before. <laughs> you got now. So then the question is, what are you going to do full time with with Santander? 
What are you going to do with him? Do you want to just make him the right fielder? He's not great defensively, but he's okay. I, I you said he's not great defensively. He's okay. His arm is outstanding. He's okay, right? Like, so do you? You, you've got some combination there where he gets to play next year in 150 games in whatever combination you want to play him in. 80 as the DH and 80, 70 as the whatever whatever you want to do. And as much as Hayes has regressed, no, he's not part of. There's no. You're not going to try to tell me that Austin Hayes is part of the solution. As, mu- as much as if you let me finish. As much as Hayes has regressed, if you bring someone in to be a the the to be a more permanent part of the team he's fine as the 25th guy so i I don't think they have that many holes to fill they need some pitching help but they need some pitching help but i don't they're they're gonna they're gonna win 90 or 95 games next year if they're healthy with these guys okay they just are you just keep saying that they are they won 84 this year they're not losing to duke i get it like they won 84 games this year i remember and henderson didn't even show up till september 1st i understand all of those things so let's let's go back to reality and not just say things retzman might be the mvp of the league next year maybe you've got a catcher you've got a shortstop you've got a center fielder you absolutely have Anthony Santander, who is something. Whatever he is, I'm going to say that you're going to keep giving him a corner outfield position because the arm is too valuable to move him to first base. I wouldn't move Santander to first base because it takes away his biggest strength, which is his outfield arm. So I think you've got four pieces. Four. I, I, well, I would say one thing about him that pisses me off a little is we gotta, he, you gotta, he's got to be willing to go with just Santander. <laughs> This whole thing with the pronunciation. Probably and all wear that. the Pat the Patriot helmet too. Like he <laughs> should, you know, like if he really lose. Wants, if he wants to be good. He Never lose. Play. So you got four pieces. Now you add in what what you're saying about Ryan Mountcastle is more like a you could keep doing the Ryan Mountcastle thing. You could give it one more shot next year and say, let's let's see let's see if the signs that we have seen at What's times two forty five. Mountcastle sounds right, but I'll confirm that right now. Ryan Mountcastle twenty is homers. Hitting Hitting two forty five. Uh, actually, he's hitting two fifty one. Okay, he's had a nice uh, little stretch. Uh, here. He's, uh, okay. But he's getting only getting on base at a three oh six clip. Okay, like, so he needs ten more points at a batting average and thirty more points on, on base. Or he needs to hit ten more home runs. Okay. like I mean, it needs to be one. He has to do. And something. so, what's he have right now? Home run wise, twenty two. Twenty two. Okay, so he's had an off year and he's going to hit twenty four home runs. Well, you say it's an he's off had an off year. You, you, but you're basing that it's not on even an off year. He's had an off three months. Nah, hang on a second. You're saying it's an off year. We have one year where he. I hit don't even. I don't even know he's runs. had an off year. I think he's his. He's had a down year from last year when he hit thirty. Yeah, two or whatever. Yes, a but year ago. so he's had an off year and he's hit twenty four. But you don't know if this is an off year or if last year was an off year. We don't have enough to know if Ryan Mountcastle is that guy. Right now, you're penciling in Ryan Mountcastle Man, you like as your him. first baseman. Do do? No, I make, like make Ryan Mountcastle, Margaret or something. but he's got to be better than this if he's going to be your first baseman. Okay, so let's give him a there's, chance. There's, he's very a, good defensively. You're penciling them in for 95 wins next year. They I, won 84 this year, I, and he I, had a down year. I, we don't know if he had a down year or not. I swear. This is what, Col- you know, it's this amazing. Is what Colson's You're just like you the rest of Baltimore. You're a Debbie Downer. I'm a Debbie Downer. So, all right. You're the guy that wants him to cut Lamar. I, I, yes, I, that's, you're right. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, so, again, I'm giving. I, I just think, I, I think that they are, I mean. I, I think there is they're, reason They're for, a 90 or 95 win team next year. I don't even think that's a question. I think if they fortify their lineup, they could be. I think if they fortify their lineup, if they get a legitimate middle of the order bat to add to the lineup, if they get. And they need le- one more pitcher. 
Yeah. I mean, a legit pitcher. Yeah. They need, some, I, they need another good arm. I would Not Lance freaking Lynn. I would Although, I will say. Yeah, Lance Lynn's you know, actually been pretty good, right? Jordan Lyles. Well, Lynn's been okay. And Jordan Lyles has been what we all thought he would be. He goes six innings every game. He keeps him in it, sort of, kind of. And he's been okay. I think you got to bring him back. Right, um, you got to bring Lyles back. I agree. Well, unless you can do better, like there is the if the you word can is, do better, but, but will but you do better? That's the question. If they're I'll tell saying, you who I would like, who's a free agent, the dude that pitched last night for Boston, I would take him in a heartbeat. I haven't even thought about. It. He has had a nice season. I would He's take him in a heartbeat. Well. Uh, really except well. for last night. Yeah, yeah. I would take him. Well I would take him in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, I probably would too. I, I think I would. They, look, I, that's a whole different thing. I, I hope they're going to win 95 games, but you're getting back to this question about Brett. How the hell did I just let him do this? I just let him come in here. Did you do some sort of drugs before you came in today? Uh, no, I like the teams. This question I about, like to talk about this sports. Question about, no, you don't. This question about your I'm life. talking about it more than you. What do you mean you're talking about it more than me? I'm sitting here. Brandon Hyde was the question. All right. I like, think you should be fired. <laughs> Because I want him to come hey. back only because of Paul. Hey, uh, and then I only, your boy Paul I only want him to come back love, because of Paul. That's the only reason I want you Brandon love, Hyde to come back. Every game they lose is Brandon Hyde's fault. I don't. <laughs> every game, Paul goes. Every single game, why Paul you, goes. Why do you get so? Worried I love about it. Paul? I just is, love it. What is that all about? I just love it. Why is? Because he loves baseball so much. He does. And and. It's, it's it's his life and breath. I, I, I love it. And yeah. he, and every game they lose, Paul blames on the manager. <laughs> well, I, I mean, love it. I mean. They've won more than they've lost. That is true. That is a great point. So if he's responsible for every one of the I, games I, they've lost. I, I understand. I ahead. will come back to, if, if I were them, you make your choice now, are you committed to Brandon Hyde long-term or not? And if you're not, then just go ahead and make the move. And it's not justifiable. I can't justify firing Brandon Hyde, but doing this thing where you're going year to year every year, like, all right, we'll just keep tacking on another year. in order. No, I would agree with stop that. Stop that. So make what happened decision. with Joe Madden? Why? Like why? Well, something recently. Did he say he doesn't want to manage next year, or something weird happened with him? Did he make some sort of public proclamation? I mean, maybe he did. I don't, I'm not aware of that, so I'm not. Okay, I'm not. I can't. I, I'm not really in favor of. Like, I know Mattingly's going to be the sexy pick. Why? What is the? I don't I, understand why people are. Why are people all interested in Don Mattingly? I, because he's, you know, he, he because has a, he's because a maybe Mark Teixeira will come to the Orioles. Because, now? Is that what because everyone knows his name? That's why people like him. I'm so confused by why. Did people, it work with Tony Larusa? No, but I mean that's it's you're comparing him to an octogenarian. Okay. Um, I I just don't understand. I saw people talking about Don Mattingly this week. There's like, no way the Tigers fire AJ Hinch, right? They've had too good of a yeah, run here would, in the second half, think, and they're, yeah, and they're growing. Think, right. They're getting they a little him. better. I just don't Because he would be here in a heartbeat. What has Don Mattingly done that makes everybody so convinced that he's some rock I, star manager? I don't know. I, I, I just. I'm, I'm very. I, everyone knows his name. I would love for them to hire Madden, but I don't see that happening. Aren't you a little bit. The, the Angels thing doesn't scare you even a little bit? It doesn't, and here's why. Uh, th th no one's been able to get that right. Okay. No one's been able to get that right. Okay. And I, I don't, I don't under. And, and what, what do they have right now? Like what do the Angels? What do the Angels have right now? 70, 74 wins. I mean, they, 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 they've been playing be better lately. They what clinched, do they have? They clinched Probably the losing season that. again, so I don't think it's that much. Yes. Uh, hang on a second. I'll they tell you. have sixty-eight. Yeah. Sixty-eight wins. Okay. So they fired Madden early in the season for whatever reason. And you, you're telling me that they wouldn't—that they've won more games without him? 
I don't know what's going on out there. And it's been this way. I mean, maybe it's just a curse of having the best player in baseball and you can't win because of that. I don't know. But it's no one's been able to figure it out. And this will go down. There are some weird sports. Yeah, I get it. This is bizarre. It's bizarre. It's, it's They've had the, This kid could be, you know, we, we do this all the time, right? Pitching mound changed and we call this the modern era. However you want to couch it. This kid could be the best baseball player oh, of you. the last 50 years. I hear you. He hasn't won jack squat. Nothing. Zero. And, by the way... Hasn't even sniffed it. They've actually given him some players around him. A couple. Yeah. yeah. Anthony Rendon? Don't I mean, know they've you given him some players, yeah. and they haven't done anything. And that division hasn't been all that great until Houston started getting good in the last six years. The division's not been well, all that I great. Mean, Houston's, Oakland's been, been, Houston's been good for as long as Mike Trout's been. No, Mike they have Trout. not. But you're, Mike, I mean, we're talking about 10 years. They started turning things around in about 2014. Uh, they weren't any good until like 16. And Trout's been in the league since 2008. 17. Trout's been in the league 14, 13 years. I understand that Trout's been there but for anyway, longer than that. They, they, you know, Oakland pops their head up every other year and wins 93 games by accident. Seattle's been okay. Texas had a run in the late, you know, 2000-whatevers. This is a, one of the great mysteries of sports, how this kid is not just by accident. It's insane. It's insane. I mean, it's insane. Just go to the playoffs two out of every five years. I agree. But you know what else is insane? The Bills haven't won a one-score game since 2020. The Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills, Bills haven't won a one-score. Everybody's, everybody's favorite to win the Super Bowl. A, haven't won a one-score one game. game. They haven't won a one-score they, They've either game. won by... Eight or more, or they by more or, than eight, or they've, they've won, lo- or they've lost by more than eight. So nine, or they've lost. They haven't won a game. That's kind of a crazy one, right since 2027. So they haven't won a game on a field goal at the buzzer. Correct. That's a crazy stat. It's insane, right? They haven't clearly they haven't won an overtime. That's game. a crazy. Won, that's a crazy th- stat. It's nuts. Go figure that. It's, makes no damn sense. Well, that All right. streak's going to continue this Sunday too. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about the Ravens, uh, and we'll play <laughs> Would You Rather Wednesday. This this is this is. I'm not telling you what the score is going to be yet. 44-20. Okay. <laughs> Some of us actually like the team. Uh, today's show brought I meant to you. 44-20 Ravens. Oh, got it. <laughs> today's show brought to you by Guilford Hall Brewery, which is where we're going to be next Tuesday night for the Tyus Bowser Show. It is a gem. The Bavarian menu, delicious. The craft beer, outstanding. They've got indoor and outdoor areas. I'm telling you, if you have not been to Guilford Hall Brewery, it's going to blow you away. You're going to walk in and say, this is here? Like, the hell have i been missing it's incredible great spot for watching football they're now open seven days a week they do trivia they got uh, yappy hours during the week guilfordhall.com is the website 1611 guilford avenue in station north for guilford hall brewery when we come back in drew's here we will talk some ravens and we'll play would you rather wednesday brought to you by glory days grill it is glenn clark radio See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities, including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th. Learn more and buy tickets at Maryland5star.us. 
Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. Fendel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. The Maryland Lottery presents Ravens Greatest Plays. 2021, the game on the line. With three seconds left, the Ravens connect on an impossibly long 66-yard field goal to beat Detroit. The longest field goal in history. Another great Ravens play belongs to Touchdown Joe from Silver Spring. Joe scratched a Ravens scratch-off and won a top prize of $100,000. You could be next. Play Ravens scratch-offs to win instant cash or enter to win great second-chance prizes. Please play responsibly. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face all right it is a would you rather wednesday edition of glenn clark radio drew forrester is here drew's morning dish.com just give a call to my venmo Right, I, I don't, I don't think. Now, what is it? Hang on a second. Your Venmo is uh, love L U V Roethlisberger, right. or which? Right. What's well, the our burger? I shortened it because nobody knows how to spell. It's tough. Only yeah. you and yeah, I know how to right. spell Roethlisberger. Right. That's a great point. That's <laughs> a great point. Uh, I mentioned the next uh, Tyus Bowser show is at Guilford Hall Brewery. Yes, we will be there on Tuesday night. Uh, When's he playing again? Uh, hopefully, week five. Hopefully, oh, okay. Hopefully I mean, he then. might. I mean, yes, they could definitely in, use him. No, they're saying injury wise, he's just week five. He's eligible. He's going to play. Hopefully, okay. Hopefully, good. that's the case. It'll help. They, it'll help since they got no outside linebackers. Yes, it would be a good thing if they could get Tyus back on the field. Uh, Tyus and a special guest will join us at Guilford Hall Brewery on Tuesday night. The show. Now, is a how does he get? Uh, and this is a dumb question. Yeah. Does he drive Lamar to the show, or to, <laughs> yeah, don't, or is don't, Lamar? Don't do that to me. Just I thought don't. you told me I don't need that. I don't need. I just don't need oh. the headache. Of oh, that, that wasn't on, on, I on the air. I don't need when you told that. me that. That stop. wasn't on the air. Stop. <laughs> stop. You want people I there, don't, don't you? I do. I don't need that. 
It was an old trick of the trade at the old station. Right, yeah. It could be anybody. Just tell them we got some stars coming. Yeah. Ah, they couldn't make it. I'm real sorry. (laughs) There was no social media back in the day. They couldn't refute anything. Right. Like, we really thought we had Ed Reed showing up on Tuesday night. Didn't work out. Um, no, we got it. I, I think I do know who the guest is going to be, and it's a big guest that's going to be joining us oh, on nice. Tuesday night with Tyus Bowser. Uh, the show is a partnership of Press Box and Great Eights memorabilia. It's also brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and our friends, the all new Ginsu Kamado Grill. So that's come a nice looking us. media credential. What is that? A Ravens credential? Where'd you get that from? What are you looking at? What are you looking at? What is your you what, gotta, what you bit gotta, are you doing? You, what how'd, is you get a, how'd you get a Ravens? Stop me- for a second. How'd you get a Ravens? Stop. Me- let me. I don't come to your house and chew gum. How'd you get a Ravens let media me credential? Finish the read. Then we'll do whatever dumb bit you want to do. <laughs> Pressboxonline.com slash Bowser is the website. You, I have chosen. I'm not talking. About How it. did you get I, a Ravens media I, credential? I saw you wrote about it. I'm not. I've chosen. I'm not going to talk about it. I I, I felt like. I felt like I tried to do the best I could do to yeah, be, it, be be as fair as I could be, like because it happened to me once, right? And when it happened to me, I was um, whatever the word was, I was offended by it, right? But I I think this is I think when I what I tried to write was that I I think this is a different store. I think there's the stories are different, um, and the thing I learned from that even if I think I knew it already, but the thing that really penetrated into my brain was I complained to Major League Baseball. I complained to everybody I could complain to at the Orioles. Nobody it listened. Didn't, it didn't matter. Right? Nobody cared. Of course. No, and, it doesn't matter. And I used the analogy. Uh, they had a barrel full of ink and I had a pen full, and I wasn't going to beat them. Right. And, you know, a year or two later when I found out the real truth about from someone there who said, look, the whole thing all stemmed from you and the road jerseys thing. I, I kind of understood it. Like I went after them for yeah, sure. I yeah. made I made it a big deal, and um, I believed in it. I always believed in it. I was I'm never I would never not that anybody's ever going to write a book or anything about me my sports career. I, if I somebody wrote a book about me, I wouldn't be ashamed to talk about it. Like I believed that they were wrong for not having Baltimore on the road jerseys, and I stood up for what I thought was right. And you know, if they didn't want me around because of that, back then. I thought it was kind of cowardly, but I get it now. Like, we don't want you here because you're making trouble for us. I, I am. I, I didn't try to do that. I wanted. I just wanted bottom one of the road jerseys. I, I am in a weird place but, where I've decided not not even out loud. I don't think I've talked about it much. I think I've loosely said things like this. I don't. I, I know you feel this way. I I don't like when I hear that somebody does that. A member of the media doesn't isn't allowed to come in because there's some sort of you know, there's some sort of personal, whatever you want to call what is going on between him and the team, this personal thing. What I did try to write in, in there was when you publicly do it the way he did it and you really, really go after them personally. Well, yeah, I mean, it's obviously over at that yeah, point. I agree with it. Right. I, let, me, let me say two things. Every team has to establish a certain amount of rule. If you tomorrow, you've started a website, it's DrewsMorningDish.com. Now, you've worked in the media for a long time, right? Like, you have credentials, no pun intended. Right. But if Dave, Cheesesteak Dave, decided I'm going to start DavesMorningDish.com, 
and asked for credentials, there has to be a certain rule system in place for why Drew would be allowed to have credentials, but Dave wouldn't. Because Dave would turn and say, well, I've got a website just like he does, so why is he allowed in, but I'm not? So there have to be rules in place. The only, this is literally the first and last time I'm going to share an opinion about this subject. The only thing I care about with this is are there rules in place that can be met, right? Is there a, you have to have a certain listenership, you have to have a certain, what, I mean, we need to be, I, I, I know I make jokes about that old radio station, but I need to be honest about this. To say, we joke about how no one listens to this, literally not a human listens to that. Now, maybe they're podcasts. I don't know, right? No one listens to the radio station. There is definitive proof of that. We used to joke that nobody listened to it when there were people that were listening to it. Right, right. It was a big deal at one point. At some point, (laughs) that has to matter. At some point, I don't know if that's a factor in this or not. I don't. I don't know what the rules are. My opinion of this subject for everybody, and I, I got to be honest with you, I did not read the thing. I couldn't bring myself to. How could I possibly? Well, you would still be reading it. Right. Um, you wouldn't be done yet. Are there set rules in place that can be met? Because if the answer is just, no, we don't like you, and whatever you do, you're not going to be allowed in, then I don't care who the person is. That's not okay. That's not all right. That can never be the answer. But if there are rules that are in place and you're not meeting those rules, that's the end of it. And by the way, I might find out that I don't meet the rules. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you, I have been less inclined to go over there in recent years because I don't need it. I don't need somebody saying, well, you know, if you're going to be over well, that, here. That, that is kind of the interesting thing that this, this discussion always morphs into, which is people uh, – They've made it this way, and Mm -hmm. this is not a criticism. They've made it this way. They they don't not want Glenn Clark to come over. They don't care if you come over. Essentially, they and and it's not just you. But yet they hold it It over. It could be, but it could be right. It could, but it could kind of be anyone. Like they're they're going to go to their five writers, Mm -hmm. and they're going to say. The, you know, you, you're on the team plane. You're flying out there. Right. They read everything. You you know that if there's even a remote piece of marginal criticism, mm-hmm. they're going to get the stink eye. Mm-hmm. There's no question about that. And I can remember being at press conferences where a member of their organization would ask a question and John would get mad at them. Right. Right. They're like, coworkers. Are you kidding they're me? They're coworkers. You're, you're, yes. He's not allowed to ask you that? Right. You, we all know the dirty little secret is he already knows the answer before you give it right. to him. Right. So... The, you're, they wanted it this way. They got it this way. And then, as you point out, when you don't come, they say, how come you don't come over? Right. Well. And you say, well, the reason I don't come over is you, you don't let me watch practice. Correct. And when I do watch it, you say, well, you can't mention that we did a uh, Tiger yep. 34 end around there. Right. right. I, I, I can't. Right. So... They've kind of made it this way, and and I'm not. It's not a criticism. It's just the but way the league right, wants they have it. Every right to do. It's how, the what, way the league want. The league and, wants these teams to position themselves media wise, the very consistently around the league. They 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 don't need you. Correct. That's that's just the, that's the truth. That's and you know a, why? Because of that thing right there in front of you. Right. Because of your computer. Because anyone can go online right now. And read 
everything they want to read about the Ravens. Now, will, will it have a favorable slant towards the Ravens? Of course. <laughs> and now you got to go to other websites to get what you might consider um, varying opinion. Yeah, correct. Critical thought, 100%. Right. But there, and therein lies the issue with this credential thing is like, once they figured out or once they determined you're not within the mm-hmm. you're not within the rules right bye-bye oh yeah 100 percent. right that's the way you weren't really abiding by all the rules before you did some things that were yep. kind of sort of not, not really copacetic but we kind of needed Look, you I, but we I, don't need you anymore it, it, i have to be honest with you about it if they did this to jeff's rebeck there would be an uproar they, there would be that that would exist. There would be an uproar about that. The guy that showed up at games wearing his jersey into the press box is not going to get defended. And, and I wrote about that too. And I, I I would say this. I as much as like you and I would say this the right way. As much as you and I would never have done that ever. Right. Mm-hmm. The real blame there goes to the Ravens. I don't disagree. At some point, I always need- thought that. Right. And I always said to myself like. I, I'm really surprised they're allowing this I, for years. Like it, this is not cool. It, it would embarrass me by proxy. Yeah, I would. S- and so I know a lot of people bl- blame him for that, or you know, cast aspersions on him for that. I I gotta blame the Ravens. Yeah, for they that. allowed him to. They, they allowed. Like, that. At no point. And, did they just and pull, that's an. They just, e- by the way, that's an easy fix. Correct. Hey, can we talk to you for a minute? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. What's up? You can't wear that in the press right. box anymore. Yeah, but I'm, I'm in the stand. You can sit in the stands with it all you 100%. want. 100%. The minute you come up that ramp and you go through those those right. glass doors, that's got to come off. This is a working area. Right. People work here. Correct. Like, that's, that's, yeah, that's I, I, I was always surprised by that. But look, I, I, again, my final thought. But that is a nice credential you have. Yeah, I don't and you deserve it. Yeah, thanks. Um, my final thought, and it's my <laughs> only thought. My only thought is, are there rules? Are there rules that can be met? If they can't, if there is just a, if it's just indiscriminate, like, we can do whatever we want. That's never going to be okay. I'll never be okay with that. Doesn't mean that this person has a good argument. Just means that that system is not okay. There need to be rules that can or cannot be met. And if there are, if there is a rule system in place and this person didn't meet the rule system and there is a way for them to meet the rule system, then that's on them, right? Like, that's on not just... Not just the owner of that old radio station doesn't exist anymore, but anybody else in, sure. in this market. If there is a rule system, you understand what the rule system is. Either you meet it or you don't. Plain and simple. That's that's the way that it goes. All right, uh, we got to play. Would you rather Wednesday? Because the hour is al- almost over, and I'm not. I can't afford to pay you for another one. Um, we, also, we have Rod Woodson coming up, and he's more important than you. Don't Ooh. get me wrong. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, the Hall, I won the Heisman. Heisman. I mean, if you want to stick around, no, that was Charles Woods. <laughs> It's Charles Woodson who won the highest. Uh, Woodson, Woodson. If you want to stick around, you can stick around. Nah, I'm all good. Uh, all good. Would you rather Wednesday is brought to you by Glory Days Grill? Have you I was got... never a big Rob Woodson fan. What? Nah. <laughs> Overrated. He played for the Steelers. I understand. I don't know if you remember when he showed up here. He was pretty freaking good. I don't know if you remember that. I do. They, they didn't used to play a lot of defense. He used to come around the radio row, by the way, every year. Yeah. And it was, you could tell. He would always look around the corner and be like, how am I going to walk by the table? <laughs> And not get accosted by him. Ah. Hey, buddy, come on over, my best pal. Yeah, there was a lot of that. There was (laughs) a lot of that. Uh, Glory Days Grill has the uh, the fall seasonal menu. It's the Oktoberfest menu. It is bonkers. It's perfect weather for cheddar ale soup. You uh, can 
dip those slam dunk pretzels in that cheddar ale soup. Uh, of course, the Bavarian burger with the pretzel bun, the Brewer's sausage platter, the Brewer's sausage sandwich, the chicken schnitzel, and so much more. Glory days. The chicken grill. schnitzel is the schnitz. You know what? I normally hate every joke you attempt to make. That was the first thing you ever did that added something. You actually... It was the, I can't believe it. It's the you schnitz. You added something to the show today. I would have lost that bet significantly. Ah, oh, God. Uh, GloryDaysGrill.com is the website. Would you don't you rather... think the likely thing that nope, wasn't too good? Nope. By the way, I can't believe I'm telling you this. Okay. We invited Ryan Shell back into our fantasy football league this year. Okay. And he named his fantasy football team. Oh, no. Isaiah Likely... Is likely, likely. I love it. I love you, Ryan. Way to go, buddy. Likely, likely, likely. I hate it so much. I hate it. Nothing's and better I, than Pat Anger. Nothing. I remember, no, no, the, no. The Pat Anger one is, John, that's my Mona Lisa. John, John Proctor on draft day was like, did you really name your team after a bad Drew Forrester joke? <laughs> to, which, to which I said back. Was there an option to name it after a good Drew Forrester joke? Dude, the no, anger. No, no anger, such thing found. Anger's anger, anger's anger is my Mona Lisa. Yeah. How is and that You know what not- the sad part is? You might be right about that. <laughs> you might be right. All right. Would you rather your number one, the, again, the generic <laughs> franchise, your number one pass catcher is Stefan Diggs or is Mark Andrews? Uh, would I rather, based on what I see right now, like what I know right now, I probably would say Andrews. Okay. Why? I don't um, know if you heard. The other guy's the best route runner in the league. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean, maybe. I don't know I mean, if you're a good receiver, but I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. I just, I think the league, it's funny, we're looking at this book, right? Whatever, this is a blood and guts out tight end safe football. That is true. I, I, think, I think when you have, so you can make the same argument about right, receivers, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, although Minnesota hasn't won with him. Um, I don't know, man. I just think when you have a wide res- when you have a tight end, that's look at Gronkowski, look at Kelsey. When you have a big time tight end, man, and you got a quarterback that can get the ball to him, they're they're game changers. I know um, uh, Tony um, Gonzalez, and I mean, just all time great tight ends always seem to figure out a way to get on a championship team. Uh, next year, Gunnar Henderson is going to break Aaron Judge's record. Congratulations, you're sitting in the stands, and you catch the record ball. Would you rather give it back to him for some autographed balls and bats, tickets, and a meet and greet, or keep it and sell it for a six-figure payday? I wrote about this with the Aaron Judge thing. I that I would not keep the baseball. Makes two of us. I would not. I think it's embarrassing. I, I do, too. I, and I don't know if the embarrassing is the right word. I, I think it is. I think it's their, I think it's their accomplishment. It's a piece of their history um if they take the baseball and they want us someday when they build the gunner henderson foundation and gunner wants to sell it to kickstart his foundation and get a million dollars for it okay mm-hmm. but that ball belongs to him and Correct. i said the same thing about the judge thing and i wrote about the kid kessling up there who gave the ball back to him like i think that that's the right thing to do and and, and it's the to me, it's the only thing to do. I, I can't believe there's... It, I, I cannot believe the entitlement that you hear about. Well, I don't care about this. This is my chance to make some money. You didn't do anything. You did nothing. You sat in a seat. And by the way, Major League Baseball... I still can't believe Major League Baseball hasn't fixed this. This is an easy fix. You add to the back of your ticket, the baseball isn't yours. And this will never be a problem again. Right. No, you're right. You're right. I, I But short answer is... 
I, I would never keep the baseball. And number three, would unless you, you could get a million dollars. Uh, I don't. Did you did you see the Russell Wilson thing yesterday? I did. It was are you horrendous? Are, are you familiar? With, horrendous. Are you familiar with the uh, scandal going on in the world of chess at the moment? No. Oh boy. But I love oh a good chess scandal. Um, Somebody moved a rook when, the, when another guy wasn't looking. There's a, no, it's uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. It might, if that's a euphemism, then the answer might be yes. <laughs> okay. Oh lord. There was a huge upset in the world of chess. Okay. Because the number one ranked player decided to bow out of a match against this teenage phenomenon. Okay. Because he believes that the teenage phenomenon was using an electric anal bead <laughs> to receive information. About what moves he should make. <laughs> I don't yeah. even. I got so many questions. Yeah, I do like, too. I do too. I have a lot of questions. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Did it work? I. I, I did, mean, it, did, did it? The guy bowed out of the match. He saw the, He saw the moves that this kid was making and said, "These are too good. This kid must be getting help." Okay. And so. That, okay. So. My question is: We could do an hour on. Oh, a hundred percent. It's my favorite. <laughs> it's I didn't know about it until Jeremy told me the other day. It's my you, favorite story, right? And, and, where, and where do you? Yeah, correct. Where do you yeah. get one of those? Yeah, will this work for poker? Right. Like, right. Yeah, right. I've got a lot of questions. Is there any way it works for golf? <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Good news. Oh my God! You're gonna make fifty thousand dollars this month. Would you rather do it wearing an electric anal bead in a chess tournament? Oh my God! Or Spending every day of the month hanging out with Russell Wilson as he recreates that video. Oh man, I I may have to. <laughs> you might have to I take have, it up the butt. Yeah, I'm, I, no, I may say have it to, out loud. I may have to leave here. I, I don't know that. I, I don't know that <laughs> oh, I can. Cavern Hall, my kid. I don't know that I. I don't know that I can answer that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way it needs to be answered. Yeah, I think we all know what the answer is. Yeah, we just don't want to say He's it. Got to sign up. Oh my god. Sometimes you gotta. You got to do what you got to do. Who was sending the signals? Somebody watching. Somebody Someone had a watching. Team. And they were saying, it, like, there was like an elaborate scheme. So it's the trash can if, thing. If you get, yes, if you get two buzzes to your butt, oh my God. Then, then do this. It was a whole. Oh my God. It's an unbelievable story. It's an unbelievable I think I drop story. out too. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think. Right. I mean, that's a pretty creative really way to beat me. You can't really just beat incredible. me straight up. You got you to gotta, you gotta, you gotta resort to that. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Uh, what's coming up at DrewsMorningDish.com? <laughs> oh, man. I you might, really should. I might. I'm not kidding. You I, should dive I, into the story. I might have to. Dive into the story. I might have to. It is It is one of the great stories oh of our time. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is All incredible. Right. We're playing fall golf today at Coward Hall. We're going over to Country Club, Maryland, and play some fall golf. Excellent. Are you doing any more of those uh, clinics? You didn't? We are. Um, October the 18th. It's a Tuesday night. We have a free uh, golf clinic uh, that's run by Maryland Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Um, two. Two. Loyola University golfers will join us that night and um, help our kids. Awesome. So, awesome. Mike, this could be the last one of the year, yeah. although we may try to get one more in November. But um, 6 o'clock at Pine Ridge on October the 18th. Excellent. Uh, at It's a Hooded Fire for Iron on Twitter is That's how me. you follow him. Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com. Thank you, sir. Appreciate, you. appreciate seeing you. All right, our number one of today's show is in the books. Also brought to you by the Maryland Five Star. Come see Olympic athletes in action as the best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars. Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Still to come today, Charles McDonald, Yahoo Sports NFL writer and former McDonough football player is going to check in with us. Also, we will uh, be joined by Navy quarterback Ty Lavatai. Uh, you want to go ahead? Do you want to take a break? You want to do that? All right, we'll take a break. Rod Woodson scheduled to join us next, the Hall of Famer. It's Glenn Clark Radio.
Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code TAILGATE. That's ginsugrills.com. Reserve yours today. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point. Boulevard. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th or 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities, including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th. Learn more and buy tickets at maryland5star.us. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews' path to NFL stardom, from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Also, inside, we introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan State, and we give you everything you need to know for betting football this season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of demos, ravens, and terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit Join Baltimore countypd.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing... We'll take a three-and-a-half-star review, too. All right, back in here on the GCR. Thanks again to Drew for stopping by in the first hour. I just uh, got to watch this man's episode of A Football Life, and I learned a lot about him that I genuinely didn't know, despite the many conversations we've had over the years. He is the Hall of Famer, head coach in the XFL, and part of the Ravens broadcast team. He is the great Rod Woodson, and he's back with us now on GCR. Rod, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's always great to catch up, sir. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. 
No, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Rod, I don't want to give away the entire episode in case people haven't watched it yet. Uh, I really encourage you to try to find it when it re-airs on NFL Network. You can watch it on NFL Plus, but... I, got, I don't know how I've known you for this long. I did not know all of the stories of what you and your family faced growing up, um, the amount of racism. And I know that sometimes people forget that racism is real um, and, and still is real to this day. Uh, it was really powerful to hear you talk about it. Was it at all difficult for you to open up and, 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 and talk so emotionally about those things? No, I mean, it, you know, it, it, it was what it was. I mean, it still, it still exists. Um, you know, growing back, you know, growing up biracial in Indiana, you know, back in the sixties and seventies, uh, was tough on the family. And like I said, in the, uh, in the episode, you know, we got it from the city itself and around the surrounding areas, but also got it from inside of my family. You know, my mother's family's from the North. They didn't take too kindly that she married a person from the South, uh, a, a black person and then vice versa. You know, my dad's family, uh, more so than his sisters and, and his mother than anything that, they didn't, they didn't, they weren't too kind that he married uh, a woman from the North. So, you know, it was just a part of what we were. It kind of made me grow up early and see the big picture of what life is and how people are going to treat you um, for the color of your skin instead of the person that you are. And, you know, really, it, it, it still exists, but, you know, it's just it's a part of the world that we have to deal with. Uh, it, I just knew it at an early age, right? You know, normally you try to just have a fun childhood, which I did. Uh, but that was a part of it. I mean, I, it was powerful, man. And, the, you know, the other powerful thing to me that I think Ravens fans, I, you know, the the way that you describe your relationship with Brian Billick was really powerful for me too because I feel like Brian has gotten a hard time over the years as they've gone on. He wasn't the offensive guru, the people, wasn't able to recreate in Baltimore what he had in Minnesota. But the story of, of you talking about what he allowed you to do in order to be there and be present with your family and go back to Pittsburgh really stood out for me in why Brian was able to make it work with such a unique group of players. Um, how much credit do you give him? Obviously, you guys were so immensely talented. It was such an overwhelming defense. But the, 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 gra- the levity that he gave you, the, the, you know, the, the room in order to live your life and do the things necessary, how important was that for making all of that work in 2000? Well, I, I say this all the time. Brian treated us like men. Uh, you know, w- one of his first things was that uh, he didn't really have a real great fine system in a sense that he wasn't going to find us for all these different things. But what he did, he, he made us collectively accountable. So the first fine started at like $500, and it doubled every single time somebody else did something wrong. And it really didn't matter what it was. So he treated us like men like that. Secondly, at training camp, he didn't have a curfew check. He was like, if, you want, if you're a grown man and you don't want to be in your room and you don't want to get paid and you don't want to be on the football team, that's up to you. We're not going to check on you like a little kid. So he really made the whole team kind of grow up, uh, take accountability for all their actions inside the locker room, on the playing field, in life in general. And he gave me that opportunity, and he gave you know, other veterans different opportunities to take days off of, of practice and all that, but gave me an opportunity to come back to be with my family who was living in Pittsburgh so I would take that, you know, back then the U.S. Air had a direct flight from Baltimore to, to Pittsburgh. So I would take that the first year or so. And then after that, they kind of did away with those flights. And then we started driving back and forth. So it was one of those things that I give him a lot of credit. And then, you know, people talking about him being a guru here and there. Listen, he had a lot of great players in Baltimore, in, uh, excuse me, in Minnesota on the offensive right. side of it. 
he didn't have that in Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I don't care how great a coach you are, you know, if you don't have those type of players to execute your game plan, it's not going to look the same. It's a fair point. There was no Chris Carter in Baltimore at any point. There was or a young yeah, Randy Moss. Moss. Exactly right. That is very difficult in order to recreate when you don't have those guys. That that is a very fair point. He is Rod Woodson again. I seriously encourage you guys to go check out a- excellent episode. Of course, our buddy Josh Charles. Baltimore zone narrating it a tremendous episode of a football life yes there's a lot of Rod's career with the Steelers that's in there but we just try to pretend like that never happened um that's the way it works here um Rod how do you put into words right now uh what you're seeing from Lamar Jackson how you how do you describe something we knew already was brilliant was already one of the great players in the entire league and yet somehow seems to be even better three games into this season well you know I would say it this way to make it simplified. He was an exciting player to watch and great at times in games. But in these first three weeks, he's been a great player. And I mean that by he's throwing the long ball, which he's, he was, you know, the first couple of years, he was very inconsistent throwing the long ball, but he's been consistently connecting with everybody. And he doesn't throw too many air throws inside of a game anymore. You know, I think this past week he had one to Mark Andrews on, on that uh, seven cut. He threw it at his feet. He had the one interception, which you, I know he want to take that back. That was really it. And then he's really been throwing the ball well outside the numbers. So, really, Lamar has been playing great football all year long. And I think that's the indication of why, after these first three weeks, he's the leading candidate, MVP candidate in the National Football League, because he's He's doing something in the air, taking advantage of everybody being in the box, and he's throwing the ball down the field, which, you know, before he really didn't throw the ball down the field. And he's still running it. He's still exciting running the football. Yep. And now if he can keep throwing the football down the field and making those defense coordinators say, oh, hey, this guy can throw, really throw the football, and he's slinging it well, they can't, max, they can't put eight in the box on him. Now they got to play shell defenses. Now the run game opens back up again, and I think we've seen that. I, I think last week we've seen it, the run game open up with Hill and J.K. coming back, and J.K. has such great vision, and he's showing the other backs. Even though it's a frontside run, sometimes the hole might be on the backside. So have, have, have wider eyes in the hole that might be there. And I, I think he did a great job with that, showing these guys that every time it's a frontside call, that hole might not be on the front side. It might be on that back side because one of the guards, you know, seals his guy pretty well. So I, I think it's a lot of great things. But Lamar, man, he's just playing, playing lights-out football. He's played the best consistent football for the first three weeks out of anybody in the National Football League. Uh, we were talking – by the way, Rod Woodson's with us on Glenn Clark Radio. We were talking to Chris Canty yesterday, and Chris was like, I, dude, think about it. He's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. And I was like, Wow. That is bold, but I, I kind of understand the argument is you're combining what we knew about him before with what we're seeing right now, and I, what is the argument against? I, I still think Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen are really good, obviously, but, you know, man, I, they're, I, don't, I don't know how to say he isn't the best quarterback in football right now. Right, well, you, go ahead. Well, before, before, he was always a notch below, right? Right. He would have some of those games that it just was not, he just didn't throw the ball that well. I mean, let's be honest. But these first three weeks, <laughs> that has not been the case, man. I mean, it's just ever since he threw a, a deep ball in the first game in the second quarter, 
But then in the second half, he had multiple connections in deep ball. In the second game, he had multiple connections throughout the whole game with the deep ball, and he did the same thing this past week. So as long as he stays the course, and, he, and, and what you ask a co- a, what a coach asks his players is to work on your weaknesses every single year, every single week, every single snap. And if they can do that, they become a really, really, really good player. And I think Lamar has done that this year. I think he's really worked on his weaknesses, throwing the deep ball, throwing the ball outside the numbers. Obviously, we know he can run the ball and he can throw the ball in the middle of the field. We knew that already. But he did all those other things he didn't do well. He's doing extremely, extremely well in the first three weeks. And that's why he's so exciting to watch. Why does offense is so exciting to watch? Because, yeah, even though those other quarterbacks, you know, they, they run that quarterback power in, in, in Buffalo with, with Josh. They don't do that in, in Kansas City with Mahomes. But then, you know, with, with Lamar, he runs that zone read. And all he needs is a crease. Yep. And if he gets that crease, he ain't catching it. Correct. You know, and that's, yeah. that's the great thing because he slips through that thing and he hits the X button and it's, it's game over. Yeah, it's just enjoy the show at that point. That's <laughs> all it is. Uh, Rod, you referenced the run game. Clearly that was a massive story in the, the debacle against Miami. Did, did, are you saying that you saw enough in the – clearly J.K. was on a pitch count in his first game back and then getting Justice Hill more involved – that you saw enough that you believe they can get that to where it needs to be in the coming weeks to be a more balanced team that can grind a game away when they need to if they get a big lead. I do. Uh, you know, and what I said in the pregame week two is that the, the passing game is going to open up the run game, where in the previous years it was reversed, right? It was the run game is going to open up the pass game for them because they ran the ball so well. And then now you have – everybody knows how exciting he is running the football, how they run the ball, and all the different formations they get into and running the football with their, with their power sets, right? Everybody knows that. So defense coordinators know that. So what did they do the first week? They put eight in the box. And he's like – and Miami was like, throw the ball down the field. And Lamar in the second half really threw the ball down the field. Second game, they were, they were putting eight in the box a little bit. But Lamar was throwing the ball down the field. And once you start doing that as a quarterback, that run game is going to open back up. And I really believe that it's going to be there. You know, I saw a lot out of uh, J.K. Uh, all those cutbacks and how J.K. went vertical. And if you go back really in the first two games and you watch the other running backs run, they would probably cut back. They would probably stay on the front side and try to smash the little hole. But once they got in the open, they didn't go vertical. They were running to the sideline, and this past week they got vertical, and that's one of the main reasons they had 178, 188 some odd yards rushing. Um, and if they can keep, if they keep doing that, which I believe they will, that's the key. Yeah. That's the key to the run game. You know, obviously Mars going to keep throwing the ball down the field, but it's the vision. What I talked about at the very beginning with J.K. How J.K. saw the backside hole being open, and then he gets vertical, and that's. You know, sometimes you need that one person to show the rest of the, the guys uh, as possible. And if you do that, this is a really, a really good run game. And, and that's what they did this past week. Are you, as far as the defense is concerned, are you, are you convinced that health is the solution? That just, you know, you're still dealing with Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters being banged up, that as they get even healthier – and then as they get their pieces back up front, Tyus Bowser, maybe add in Jason Pierre-Paul to the mix, and hopefully David Ajabo, that they're going to be fine? Or do you have bigger concerns about the scheme or whatever it is they're doing defensively? 
No, my, my, you know, my concern in the National Football League, if you're not getting pressure on the quarterback, um, you know, when you, and it's every different quarterback's a little different, right? I, I think with Josh Allen, when you play him this week, you want to keep him in the pocket, right? Which is harder said than done. You know, with Tua, you want to keep Tua in the pocket, but we let him get out of the pocket. You know, with Matt Jones, you want to get him out of the pocket because he was, he's not as, he's not as, He's not as good as a quarterback out of the pocket being in the pocket. So each quarterback's a little different. But the the key to it all is whatever your game plan is, you got to execute it well. And then consistently, you got to get pressure. You got to make the quarterback throw the ball sooner than he wants to, or make him hold on to it longer than he wants to. It has to be one or the other. It can't be all of the above. It's going to have to be the, one of those things. And if that can happen, then the defense can play well because they got the pieces, right? They have pieces. Uh, but you just can't give up chunk plays and you can't keep g- giving up 20-some points a game week in and week out. It's, it's hard to win that way in the National Football League. You know, the rule of thumb for defenses is to giving up 17 points. That's like, the, that's like the benchmark. If you can be 17 points or less, then your offense should be able to score 20 or 18 to get you a victory. Be nice. I mean, like, it would be nice, and I hope that it's coming. And, I again, I hope that – Jason Pierre-Paul, are you nervous at all like about bringing somebody in that didn't have a training camp, that is 33 years old, that's coming off his least productive season? Are you nervous at all that, that maybe this is somebody that's not going to be able to make the impact that his, the name Jason Pierre-Paul would want you to believe that he could? No. Uh, I, I love vets. Um, listen, when I came in the league, a vet was a five, six, seven-year player, right? Now vets are third-year players. Mm. And they still don't even know football. They're still learning the game of football. So having a vet in the locker room is always comforting to me. Uh, and if, if I'm a coach and I have to choose between a vet and a younger player and their skill sets are about the same, I'm going to take the vet because I know he's been there. He's done it. He's going to, you know, if the upside is all the same, uh, I want a guy who's been there and done it and seen it and he it doesn't get overwhelmed outside of a guy that we're thinking maybe he can handle it under the lights. Because the lights aren't for everybody. That's, the, that's one thing we used to say in the locker room all the time. You know, the game day lights, they come on, uh, everybody don't play the same. Everybody don't think the same. Everybody doesn't perform the same. But those older guys who've been through that fire, um, those are the guys you like to see in the locker room because you know that they've done it before and it's still in them. It just has to come out of them. Last one for you, Rod, the play that Kyle Hamilton made on Sunday. I think a lot of us have been waiting for a moment. It seemed like it had been a bit of a struggle for Kyle Hamilton, some communication issues. What can something like that do for a young player? I think there's a lot of us that want to believe like that's the moment that gives you the confidence that you belong here and that, you know, calm down, you, you can do this, like you, you are contributing, you're helping – is there a real chance that that could be a turning point for Kyle Hamilton in his rookie season? Well, first, I believe we're very unfair to rookies anymore. Right? We want all our rookies to play like five-year vets, and it's unfair. They're rookies. They're they're gonna. This is the best of the best. The best in the world play in the NFL, and every rookie has a learning curve. And some rookies flashes, you know, earlier than other rookies. Um, you know, when I first came in the league, I, I didn't play well. I didn't play great. I was very inconsistent with playing corner. Gave up a lot of big plays, made a couple here and there. And that's what he, you know, he made a couple mistakes mentally. That's what happens. Young players play young. 
But then he made a, he made a play, you know, on, on the backstretch of that. Ball, the, the receiver catches the ball, he comes on the backside and knocks it out of his hand for a fumble recovery or get up to cause a fumble and get the fumble recovery from Marcus Peters. So, you know, I think he's going to be a really good player. I think he has all the tools to be a great player in the National Football League. I think we just need to pause by grading guys week in and week out and these young rookies, and we want them to be acting like they're 25, 26, 27, 28 years old, like they've been in the league for five years. It's just really unfair um, because I know they all have a learning curve. They all have to learn how to play in the National Football League. And I think we need to be patient with that. And I think I, I, I believe in all the tools that he has, I believe he can be a great player. Uh, he's long. He's physical. He's very, very smart. So the mental capacity of it, and that's where great players come from. Mental, great players come from being two-to-one mental to physical. Uh, he, we know he has the physical traits, and now we've got to let the mental capacity that we know it's there just has to keep coming week in and week out. It's going to keep growing. And by the end of the year, I think we'll see a way, but way better player than we've seen at the in training camp. I like that, and you're, I know you're right, Rod. You just know how we are. We are, um, you know, we're nuts. No, we're that's, yeah. no, I, get, I, I, get, I mean, it's everybody. Everybody yeah. wants. We we want to grade players every week. We want to grade teams every week. We want our power rankings. I mean, it's just, you know, I, I know it's a part of the business, um, but I think it's unfair because certain certain players. I don't, and I don't know his mindset. I, you know, I don't really know Kyle that well. Um, but some players might not take it that read, you know, if, they, if they're reading a paper that he hasn't played well, he's doing this wrong. They might take that uh, too negative and thinking he, that he can't play in this league. And I'm just telling him and all the other people that in Baltimore who are Baltimore even fans and a, and a Kyle Hamilton fan that he's going to be a good player. We just got to give him time. Ravens broadcast team, of course, every game this season at Rod Woodson twenty six on Twitter, and you're doing some stuff with the thirty third team as well now, right? It's... I am, yes, sir. So we, I'm, matter of fact, when I get done with this, I'm going to jump on thirty third, and we're going to talk a little football again. It's always fun to give our take on some. I got some DB matchups and talking about how to play quarterbacks, and uh, it's it's fun to to kind of give up my own take on this platform. Um, and uh, I can write my own material. Awesome, and make sure you guys go find that episode of A Football Life. It's spectacular. Rod Woodson, always appreciate you taking time for us, sir. Thanks so much for doing this again. No, I appreciate you. Thank you. Rod Woodson, the Hall of Famer, joining us here on GCR. Um, really, I, I learned a lot about him. Um, excellent. Look, the Football Life episodes are really good, and they're not all you know guys that necessarily are guys that I'm – terribly interested and i've been more inclined to watch episodes when you know there's some sort of connection um and of course our buddy josh does such an, a fabulous job um narrating these football life episodes they they are really fantastic today's show also brought to you by the all-new ginsu kamado grill and if you are ahead of the game on sunday you're going to want to stop by hammerjacks ahead of time as they host the mother's tailgate and there will be the Press Box Ginsu Grill's tent for you to try some delicious food cooked on a Ginsu Grill and for you to register to win your own Ginsu Grill and $500 worth of grilling meats. It's free to get into the tailgate starting at 9 a.m. There's also an all-inclusive option for 49 bucks with premium brand open bar and great food. You can get those tickets at hammerjacks.com. Reserve your Ginsu Grill the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill for searing, grilling, baking, and smoking all kinds of food by going to ginsugrills.com. Use the code TAILGATE, and you'll get $100 off. 
we will continue to discuss Lamar Jackson's uh, greatness to start the season. Our buddy Charles McDonald from uh, Yahoo Sports will join us next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5544. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. The Maryland Lottery presents Ravens' Greatest Plays. It was called the Mile High Miracle, a 70-yard touchdown pass against Denver with 30 seconds left to send the game into overtime. The Ravens eventually won, propelling them to the championship. Another great Ravens play belongs to Diane from Annapolis. Diane played Raven scratch-offs and won season tickets for 20 years. You could be next. Play Raven scratch-offs with instant prizes up to $100,000. And please play responsibly. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show too. Uh, from Ian Rappaport this morning at Rap Sheet on Twitter, Ravens defensive tackle Michael Pierce suffered a biceps tear in Sunday's win, sources say. But there is not definitive word yet on how to proceed and if Pierce can continue playing at some point this season. Those tests and decisions are ongoing. Not really sure what to make of that. Tore his bicep, but, like, might still be able to play? That seems 
I mean, that would be remarkable if that is the case. Uh, again, that's that's the only update from Ian Rappaport. Biceps tear for Michael Pierce. There is not definitive word yet on how to proceed and if Pierce can continue playing at some point this season. Those tests and decisions are ongoing. Uh, it's always great to catch up with our next guest, and he's got a new gig as he is now writing at Yahoo Sports, covering the NFL there. He is a former McDonough football player. He's the man that you've been following uh, for a long time on Twitter, at 4Verts, and you have seen all over the media landscape. He is Mr. Charles McDonald, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Charles, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to catch up with you, man. Thank you for taking the time for us once again, and congratulations on the new gig. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I work at Yahoo Sports now. Uh, it's been a whirlwind of a week, but it's been a, it's been a great time, and uh, Thanks for the shout-out from McDonough football team. Go yeah. War Eagles. So uh, here, I've never... I was actually just... Okay, go ahead. I was, I... I, was just up, I was just up there a few weeks ago uh, before they played their game against Gonzaga. So, uh, you know, I, I still try to keep my... keep my or put my head in every once in a while to see... Uh, now they're a lot better than I was when I was playing there. Okay, we've always associated you with the Falcons. Why? Why is that? What is the story there, Charles? Okay, I was okay. It's it's funny though because I was born in Decatur, Georgia, outside okay. Atlanta. But we actually we moved to uh, we moved to uh, Jessup when I was pretty young. So the first um, the first football team I actually ever fell in love with was that 2000 Ravens team. Like sure. I still remember being in first grade arguing with you know my friends about what the final score of that game was. Uh, <laughs> and then the, the the next year, you know, my 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 family took me to go see a Falcons game. Michael Vick's rookie year was uh, the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my entire yeah. life, and that was it. <laughs> All, right. All right. You know what? That does make more sense now. It is hard to not yeah. be enamored. Dude looks like a video game. You're like, yeah, I like – meanwhile, the Ravens are trotting out Eric Zire. Or no, I think it was uh, Chris Redman or whoever it was. Oh, man. Yeah, look, look. All, all respect to that, that 2000 Ravens team. I mean, they got me into football, but – Michael Vick's a lot cooler than Tony Banks and Trent Dilfer, I got to yeah, say. Yeah, slightly more cooler. And actually, now that I realize it was the year afterwards, that would have been the Elvis Gerback season, which was an yeah, abomination. Yeah. Just an <laughs> abomination of football that was being played. I get it. It all makes a lot more sense now. Now, the argument someone would make would be, why stay with the Falcons? Do you just love heartbreak, I guess, is the question that you have to follow up. What? Okay, well, once you're eight years old and you see Michael Vick play football for the first time, it's like kind of hard to come back from that. And then, you know, there was there were definitely some downtimes after his little his little incident, you know, yeah. that caused him to leave the Falcons. Uh, and you know, the, there was that 2007 season where I was like, all right, this is really, really, really thick it out for one more year at least. So let's see what can happen. Then we got Matt Ryan, Julio Jones comes along. It yeah. got really fun again, really, really That's fast. Fair. So I just kind of stuck with it. Yeah, Julio and Roddy White on the other side. That wasn't a bad time. All right, all right. You know what? I'll, I'll give all it. All right, look. I'll it, give it, it to you. Sense. I'll give it to you. I I get it now. Um, okay, it's funny though because when, when the Falcons when they were uh, when they were about to you know pull off that trade for Deshaun Watson, I started running through my my classics. I still have an old Ravens football helmet from back when I was a fan. Started brushing that off, but then they didn't get the trade done. Well, I mean, you've got Marcus Mariota. I don't understand what's wrong with that. You're good. Um, yeah. um, I would assume that if you were uh, brought up, if you had moved to Jessup in, in 2021, you would probably have stuck it out as a Ravens fan at that point. Yeah, this is great. You got, 
Lamar Jackson playing at an MVP level. And I think what's so impressive about this time going around that when he's playing at this level is that, um, you know, you, you don't quite have the same supporting cast you did in 2019. Uh, and I, I think that it, it's been really cool to see him not just play well, but kind of take like ownership of this team because the real, the, the truth of the matter is where the Ravens are on offense is he is the engine of the passing and the running game. Yep. Uh, and the fact that he hasn't really had any major hiccups so far this season with all the weight being put on his shoulders, I mean, it, it's incredible to watch. And, and obviously you have the backstory of him kind of taking that bet on himself and trying to get as close to a fully guaranteed contract as he can uh, from the Ravens. And look, if he continues to play at this point, and unfortunately guys keep getting hurt, I and mean, we just saw Michael Pierce probably after the season uh, as of this morning, I mean, they're, they're really not going to have any choice but to kind of give in to some of his demands. So Charles McDonald, Yahoo Sports, is with us, and he wrote about what Lamar is doing, and we'll link it up on our Twitter account, at Glenn Clark Radio, for you to find it. Charles, what you're defining, it's so difficult to say, right? Because Lamar has dealt, well, you and I have talked about the insane criticism that Lamar Jackson has faced. Like when people have said, well, he's just a running back or he can't throw. And you're like, dude, what are you watching? Like, you know, like that, that, this is different though. Because I don't know how to define how much better, like I, I describe it as like watching an orchestra conductor. Like I'm watching someone who is so in control of everything in front of them that it almost doesn't matter what a defense does. I, I, and I don't know how to statistically define it. I don't know how to say it's any one specific thing because he's always been able to throw the football. But, yeah, I do think he's throwing it even better than he was throwing it before. And he's always been able to run the ball. But now he's picking his spots. And I, it, it, is, it is majestic to watch this dude play right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's also kind of like a, a rep thing, too, because I, I think even as we watch Josh Allen play now uh, for Buffalo, the, the, the young or the early versions of Josh Allen, they, 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 they didn't really look all that promising. Right. But, you know, you, you kind of got to give a, t- a guy time to uh, settle in and get used to whatever he's doing. And then I, I think you're starting to see what guys like him, Lamar, and, you know, Mahomes, and just seeing how physically talented these guys are, it, it's, it's really incredible to watch. And, like, even going back to Lamar's days at Louisville, like, he, he, he's someone who, like, kind of like Jalen Hurst, just you get a little bit better each year, and we are already starting from the standpoint of, hey, I'm the best athlete on the field, on a field full of the best athletes in the world. I'm number one, and now I'm figuring out how to really throw the ball in, you know, not just understanding what I'm doing, but just placing the ball wherever I want to. Like, that, that touchdown pass to Devin Duvernay, Last week, I, I think I watched that like a hundred times because because he he's, he has someone diving at his feet, like he's getting hit while he throws, and there is based on not only the coverage but how close Duvernay was to the back of the end zone. There was literally one spot that you could place that ball, and he got it in there, and it, it just shows you like, man, this guy. <laughs> he's, he's so good. Like he's so good. Uh, and, that, and, and that was on it, third it, down. That was a do or die play, right? right? Like the right. drive's you over. Have, you if you don't. Right. Like, and it, you know, I think it's what's also cool is like it's not like the running has gotten any worse. Like he's still absolutely one of the most electric runners uh, in the entire league. You know, not even just among quarterbacks. Literally anybody. Uh, and the fact that he's been able to just have this command of the passing offense. Uh, I, I think it's incredible. And, and I think the, the opponents that he's gone against, is, it, it's, 
it's kind of impressive too because the Jets' defense is whatever. But last week uh, or, or week two against Miami, that's a defense that outside of those three quarters where Lamar just struck the fear of God in them, they've been one of the better defenses uh, in the league. And we all know that Bill Belichick is uh, one of the best defensive minds in this era of football. So it's not like he's just going up against cupcake opponents and like eviscerating them like you would playing rookie on Madden. Uh, he's going against, you know, respected units and just putting on absolute shows while not even having like the full strength of the supporting cast around him. And, you know, that's a, that's a pretty young receiving room outside of Mark Andrews. So uh, it, it's interesting. Like he's kind of had to become the adult on this offense, which is interesting when you think about he's only like, what, 25 years old. That's remarkable. Um, it, 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 it's, it's remarkable. Like, the amount of pressure that has kind of accidentally been placed on him through all the injuries and, you know, some of the, the shifts that you're doing, trading Marquise Brown for a first-round pick, uh, which I think has worked out pretty well. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum's been absolutely fantastic so far. Uh, but, you know, he's kind of had to take the, the reins of this offensive group, and he's done so just massively so far. So I guess the question becomes, what, what's the difference right now in Lamar being magical and the Ravens being competitive and, you know, trying to win in an AFC that's loaded. Like, what, what right now still concerns you that has to improve for the Baltimore Ravens over the course of the next 14 weeks for them to have a chance to come through and, and do the thing that obviously everybody here wants them to do, but I think more than anyone else, Lamar Jackson, who's made it personal from day one, is always been, I have to go win a Super Bowl. Uh, for me, it's, it's, it's the chunk plays on defense. Yeah. Um, just just giving up way too many plays of, you know, you call them explosives and people can define it how they want, but basically you're talking plays that are 10 to 12 yard runs, 16 to 20 yard passes, just way too many of those type of plays happening against uh, the Ravens defense. And, it, and that, that's been a little bit confusing to me because I, I feel like when you look at the personnel they have, it should be one of the best defenses in the league. And to their credit, they did get three picks on Matt Jones last week, but on the flip side, you allowed 10 yards per attempt. Devontae Parker went off for like five catches, 150 yards. Th- those, those aren't guys that should be beating guys of, of this caliber is what I would say. And that, that's kind of the alarming part. You know, you, you, can, <laughs> you, you can get got by Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Yep. I think yep. everyone's like, okay, well, let's see what happens next week. But, you know, when Matt, when Matt Jones is averaging – uh, 10 yards per attempt, that's a little, little bit dangerous, I think. Is it as simple as that teams just don't fear that the Ravens can get after the quarterbacks, so they're willing to take their chances? And do you believe that you know just getting guys back, just getting a Tyus Bowser back or adding in a David Ajabo or who knows what Jason Pierre-Paul could offer at this point in his career is enough, or is there a bigger scheme problem that you think the Ravens have to solve? Uh, I, th- I think it's just kind of like unfamiliarity so far. Um, maybe with, with Kyle Hamilton and the safety play or just getting used to new defense in general. Like, you go back to the Dolphins game, you guys lined up in the totally wrong spot. If, if you tell Tyreek Hill that he's going to have a 20-yard head start on someone running behind him, yeah. you know, might as, well, might as well put six points on the board without even running the play. Yep. Uh, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I would say... This, this defense kind of reminds me of, like, and I think we even seen this in Baltimore, but I was about to say, like, these old New England defenses where maybe they start the year a little shaky, but by the end of it, 
everyone starts getting the pay, like getting the hang of like what it's like to play together, what it's like to play under this set of defensive rules, and you start to put it together. Because I don't know, even even with the problems with the pass rush, I look at the back seven and the back seven they have they have too much talent to be playing like this. So I would imagine that uh, they'll they'll get it fixed at some point during the season. I don't know if it's going to be now, but. I think by the end of the season, we'll be looking at a different product with the Ravens defense than we see right now. Let me, I, I, do you feel like the Bills should be three-and-a-half-point favorites in Baltimore on Sunday, Charles? Oh, kind of, yeah. But I, I, I do think that you, you need to see what happens with Buffalo. Uh, I don't know. When I, when I look at Buffalo, to me, that's, that's still the best uh, team in football. And the fact that they were able to go to Miami missing their two starting defensive tackles, two starting safeties, they lost the starting cornerback during the game, and to still have a chance to win that at the end, I think kind of speaks to, to what they built over there. So, yeah, I'm not really surprised that Buffalo is favored by three in Baltimore, but okay. I do think that you know, as long as you got Lamar Jackson, you got a chance to win any game. I guess that's really the way I feel, right? And then plus, all you know, if you just keep it as a one-score game against the Bills, you're going to win because they can't win those games, which is the weirdest anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> and just, I'll never understand what to make of that and how that could possibly be a thing that the Bills can't win a one-score Yeah, even score. going back to the the Jaguars game last year was crazy. Like, I, like, I don't, how, how, does, how is this a thing? How is this a thing? How have they not won a game on a last-second field goal at some point? It is bizarre, bizarre as hell. All right, um, so I guess that's going to answer my, my final question for you, which is going to be if you had to bet $1,000 right now on who's going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, I'm assuming that you would say the answer is the Bills. Uh, yeah, I would say the Bills. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm a, I'm. It, it, it's tough because, like, I still believe in the Chiefs and the Ravens, but I, I just think, like, when you look at the whole construction of the Bills roster, I think I, I think they're the best team in the NFL. Uh, I I get it. I get it. I do understand. Obviously, the health is a major factor there. It's and the fact that it's a 17 game season, a lot of things can happen between now and then. Hey, right. I, just to follow right. up on on the idea of Lamar and how he's bet on himself. I I've made it very clear. If if this if there's a breaking point where ultimately the Ravens like Lamar Jackson simply won't budge and says it's fully guaranteed or I won't do it, right? As much as the Ravens have wanted to be the team that's like wants to be able to walk into the meetings and say, "Look, dude, we're you know, hey, we're not the Browns screwed it up for everybody, but we're not we're not going with them. We're not just going to fall in line and start giving out fully guaranteed deals." At at some point they don't have a choice, right? Like at some point as much as you want to fight and hold the line and say we're not changing how our player contract structure works and we, we are with the league and we are not doing that, at some point they just have to look at themselves in the mirror and say, dude, you don't get banners for, for you know holding the line for the other owners. Like They have to change their mind at some point, right? Yeah, and I don't even think it's, it has to be a thing where you know the Ravens become a team that, that hands out fully guaranteed contracts, but you might have to hand out a fully con- fully guaranteed contract to this one player, right? And that's just that's just that's just the, the truth of it. You know, you have someone who is like unequivocally one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, someone who's young, someone who has shown that he could put a team on his shoulders and score forty points a game as his teammates fall around him. Like <laughs> that that's someone that has a lot of leverage against you, and that's not the worst place to be in the world because he's still on your team. So. Um, I think Lamar, he's, he's like, we're so far removed from him, like even proving himself. Can he throw the ball? Can he not throw the ball? Like Bill Belichick said it himself last week, like when that contract is eventually done, uh, you'll see exactly how much the NFL uh, thinks of Lamar Jackson because he is going to get 
an absolute boatload of fun. At Four Verts on Twitter is how you follow him. Yahoo Sports is now where you see his stuff. Uh, Charles, are you? Are, is there a plan for doing a new podcast or bringing back the podcast, anything like that? Yeah, the Exemplus is going to be back. Uh, we're a little jammed up at the moment, so it might be a little bit, but the Exemplus is definitely going to be back on Yahoo Sports. Excellent. Charles McDonald, really appreciate it, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Love to do it again soon, all right? It's... Yep. Charles McDonald, Yahoo Sports, McDonough football alum. Uh, really appreciate him taking the time for us here on GCR. Uh, you know, that was what my column was about uh, this week at PressBoxOnline.com. I just want to make it abundantly clear. there, There is no – this holds for now. I've said I get why the Ravens are dragging their feet. I get why they've said we're not just going to be in a rush to give out a fully guaranteed deal. I understand all of that. But that expires. You want Lamar Jackson to change his mind. You want him to look around, see other quarterback deals get done, and say, I get it. The fully guaranteed isn't the market here. I'll work with you. Give me a lot of guaranteed money. And we can get it done without it being fully guaranteed. And you can save face. That's what the Ravens hope for. And at the same time, they didn't need to be in a rush. They didn't have to give out a deal. And in that process, they could protect themselves, right? Like, if if in the meantime, you know, Lamar were to suffer a significant injury, something like that, they could protect themselves. Hey, we didn't have to give him a deal. And, you know, he wanted fully guaranteed. We didn't want to do it. And so we'll buy ourselves a little bit more time to protect ourselves against... Anything crazy that might happen on or off the field. Fine. Honestly, fine. I, I can... You know, I, I'm not going to champion it. I don't think it makes them brilliant. But I think it's okay. I think it's okay for them to employ that strategy and to say, look, we are not going to be in a rush to completely change the way that we do business. But at some point, if Lamar Jackson doesn't budge... If you get to the end of the season and, hey, man, we're willing to guarantee like 75% of the deal, he says, nope, all or nothing. The answer can't be, well, if you're not willing to move, then we have to move you. And I think that I left too much gray area when I initially wrote my column about Lamar Jackson's contract. I think I left too much room in there for people to think that I was saying that, hey, at some point you might have to trade Lamar Jackson. That's not okay. That's not an acceptable result of this. And I shared an anecdote in that column. By the way, I got the Wednesday before giving it away. That's a new record for me. I still would like if you would go give it a click um, at pressboxonline.com. That would help me. But I shared an anecdote in that column that was passed along to me by a former player who had a leadership role in the Players Association. Um, I, I will only tell you just because I think a lot of people would make this assumption knowing that I had a friendship with him. It's not Dominique Foxworth. And I just, you know, uh, this wasn't somebody I was talking to. I don't think they realized that they were going to be a source for me. So when I wrote it, I just, it was 1130 at night on a Sunday night. I wasn't going to text and say, hey, can I put your name and attach it to it? Because um, it might very well be that they they wouldn't care. But they said to me, Glenn, like, this isn't how it works. I understand what you're saying in that the Ravens are worried about the and the NFL is worried about the, the kind of the domino effect of this. 
that if we give Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed deal, now suddenly all of the players are going to start looking for fully guaranteed deals. And he said, I understand what you're saying, but if I had asked for a guarantee, fully guaranteed deal, the Ravens would say to me, the moment you're Lamar Jackson, you can have a fully guaranteed deal. That it doesn't suddenly shift all of the leverage to all of the players. I still think there's a bigger impact. Multiple players getting fully guaranteed deals will encourage more players to ask for fully guaranteed deals. And it wouldn't all come at once. Of course not. But there would be, you know, this begats this begats this begats this. And so I get why the Ravens are fighting. But in the end, it's a losing fight. Whatever you think you're doing to benefit the NFL, you are, you're hurting yourself in the process. If Lamar Jackson's not willing to move, if fully guaranteed or nothing, then fully guaranteed has to be the answer. And there can be no ambiguity about that. There can be no, yeah, but that's not how the Ravens do their business. The hell with that. The one thing that can't happen, there's only one scenario that dooms the Ravens, and that's not having a quarterback. More specifically, not having maybe the best quarterback in the NFL at the moment. I get it. There's a limit numerically. And that's the funny thing about talking about Lamar betting on himself. Like The, the number can only grow so much. There is a cap to how much money no pun intended, you can give in a salary cap system. The guarantees are where the fight is. And yes, inevitably, the Ravens are going to get to a point where they're going to have paid Lamar Jackson far more than they would have been able to had they done a deal a couple years ago. But Lamar Jackson had to be part of that too. Today's show also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Uh, really quickly, uh, Zach Wilson apparently is cleared and is going to be back playing for the Jets. I don't think that matters to anyone unless you're a Jets fan. I'm disappointed. Because you're... Why? Because you I love Joe. Joe Flacco. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I, Joe I'm not going to be watching. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be watching the Jets. This is not going to impact me in any way. I, I, you know, love Joe and, you know, love to see him out there giving it his old college try. But, dude, it's the Jets. I'm not. There's no world in which Team I'm going loves to sit him. down. Team loves him. Great. Wonderful. God bless. Um, Zach Wilson is going to be the quarterback moving forward. And then I did not. Uh, you Ravens, saw Jason Pierre-Paul. He's going to wear number four. Sure. Stan probably has a lot of thoughts about that. I don't care. I, I'm, I'm I think never, it's a disgrace. I, what, why do we care about these things? Why? Care about one thing. Can he help? Sam can Cook's help? number. He can wear number negative seven if he wants to. If in, Oh, you're is that the part you're worked up about? It's not just because he's wearing an odd number. You're I, mad both, that he's... Both. I mean, that they didn't take Sam Cook's number out and, of... Yeah, and they're giving up Sam Cook's number that quickly. Ravens worked out Ty Nasecki yesterday. Uh, I think there were a lot of people that thought that that might be a statement about Patrick McCarry's time frame and when he might be back, that if they're bringing in another tackle, a veteran tackle, 
to work out for them that it's not a great sign about when Patrick McCary might be able to return. Um, if that's the case, clearly it's going to be Daniel Fa'alele until if Ronnie Stanley can end up playing football again, which, as we all know, is just a massive, massive if. Who knows? I know one guy who is playing football and had a very nice game on Saturday. We had to do this a little bit earlier on because of their practice schedule down in Annapolis, but an opportunity to catch up with the quarterback of the Naval Academy. He is Ty Lavatai right here on GCR. Navy football got a massive win, their first one of the season, this past Saturday down at East Carolina in double overtime. This man was showing off the throwing arm in the victory. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the program Navy quarterback Ty Lavatai, who's back with us on GCR. Ty, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you as always, man. Thank you for taking the time for us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, dude. Um, I know it had to be a, a difficult couple of weeks there to start the season. How good did it feel for everyone? I know you're already thinking about Air Force, and we're going to get to that, but just to get this off your back and to get back into the win column in a big way on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a big sigh of relief for everybody. Um, all the hard work we put in through summer, through uh, fall ball, spring ball, um we 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 knew we could do it we had trust in each other uh that we could we could win their game um and we just had to go out and execute the way that we knew we could uh the first two games like you said were pretty rough uh kind of disheartening because we were we weren't playing to the level that we wanted to on offense defense has been playing amazing um but this that game was definitely a big uh leap of confidence for us uh all around as a team we still can play better on offense uh defense played an amazing game special teams was great um but uh, going to this next week, definitely a big momentum boost for us to to uh, get that win underneath our belt so we can uh, have a little bit of, of confidence going into this next game, which is a huge game as well. How did you guys avoid what, what tends to come with struggles? How did you guys avoid finger-pointing and feeling sorry for yourselves? What did it take to dig yourself back out and be ready to go for a big road game? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, that's just the kind of guys we have on our team. Um, I, I think that... Um, we always kind of end up being the underdog. Um, and we know that the only people in the, that we need to trust in is the people in the room that are with us. Um, we kind of, we all trust each other. We all believe in each other. Um, and I think it kind of uh, is a big uh, reason why we never kind of give up on each other, regardless of the score, regardless of how uh, the season may be going. We're never going to quit. Um, and that's just the kind of guys that we have uh, on our team. And I mean, it showed uh, sad last Saturday, uh, everyone was fighting. So literally the last half. So, I mean, I think for us, it's just a big uh, thing of uh, trusting in each other and trusting in ourselves that we can uh, get it done regardless of how uh, the season has been going in the past or what kind of struggles may lie in the future. That paid off in big moments, obviously, for you guys. He is Ty Lavatai, and he's with us here on GCR. Ty, uh, I mentioned at the top, you got to show off the throwing arm. Obviously, the huge touchdown really broke things open for you guys a little bit there. Um you know, I, I, I know that when you're a quarterback at Navy, you're going to be running the triple option, but how good does it feel to remind everybody, like, yeah, I I'm I can be a quarterback, too. Like, I can get the ball downfield. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was nice. I mean, we, we they were uh, a very aggressive secondary, um, so it was part of the game plan that we felt like we needed to take a couple shots. Um, but it, it was nice. I mean, it was – I mean, you, you're right. We do, we do a lot of triple stuff, a lot of running. Um, and it's nice to get back there and throw it every now and then, and it felt like it was kind of clicking uh, on all cylinders with that uh, aspect of our game. Uh, so it was really nice to kind of uh, throw the ball around and uh, 
definitely that one to Vince, his first touchdown, was, was a great feeling to see him uh, be able to get that. So it, it was pretty cool. I really do feel like throwing for 150 yards at Navy actually counts. Like, that's basically a 300-yard day anywhere else, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We qualify it that way, and we say you had a 300-yard day. Um, uh, uh, Ty, I, I loved uh, Coach Ken in the locker room afterwards celebrating with you guys, and he brings up the freaking lightning bolts. Um, when when you go to a place like Navy, clearly there's lots of goals, right? Beating Army's a goal, and you have conference goals, but the biggest one I know is the, is the trophy. It's the Commander-in-Chief's trophy and getting that back. Um, how, how, what does this week mean to you, and how important is it to you guys to make sure that you follow up on what you did a week ago and you're ready to go on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I think for us, um, like you said, it's, it's, it's the start of the, the Commander-in-Chief trophy. So uh, this is the first game of the series, um, and we know that last year, uh, even though we beat Army, uh, it wasn't what we wanted because we didn't end up getting the trophy. I mean, that was a great win, but the trophy didn't end up back in Annapolis. So this is the first step in uh, bringing the trophy back to Annapolis. Um, and I think for us, it's just uh, remaining calm, making making sure that uh, we execute the way that uh, we know how to, uh, not making the game too big. Um, it's, it's a huge game. Uh, it's a very important game for us. Um, but at the end of the day, it is just a football game. And I think uh, it gets kind of nerve wracking sometimes. For I, I have yet to play in it in a Air Force Army, or Navy game, so uh, this will be my first one. But uh, just making making not making the moment too big uh, is definitely a big step that we are a big point that we've made. Because uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a football game, and it's the same width of the field, same length of the field. Uh, we just have to go out and play how we know how to play, um, and not make it too big and not get too nervous because it is a, a CIC game. Um, and I think that's probably like the biggest emphasis we put on this week is just, just going out and playing our style of football and uh, come firing off the ball for the offensive line and everyone. So, To, to your point, you, you, know, you haven't played in one, but a lot of your teammates, it hasn't gone their way the last couple of years. And for a little mm-hmm. while, this was a series that, that Navy dominated. How much of that – look, I, I get that every opponent, like you're going to be up for and, and you don't need necessarily any extra inspiration, but have those kind of recent results – led to there being a little bit more talk and, and, and maybe a bit more of a chip on the shoulder for you and the guys going into this week? Yeah, I think for sure. I mean, I think uh, all of us want to want to make a, a statement and uh, come out with a win, uh, especially on the road. It's, it's, it's going to be a, a hectic atmosphere. Um, and I think we haven't won there since 2012. So I think for all of us, it's kind of a chip on our shoulder of uh, we want to we be able to get it done. We want to be able to be the group that gets it done. Um, and I think just having the trust in each other, that uh, trust in the defense, that they've been playing great, uh, they can do that again Saturday and keep it going throughout the season, and that uh, on offense we can uh, execute our offense the way that uh, we know we can we can execute it. So, all right, I want to talk to you about your mother. I I I love your mom, and I know that she's become maybe her own like little bit of a celebrity in Navy football circles <laughs> because she is very active and she is so supportive and i think your relationship is really neat can can you tell me about that relationship with your mom and and what it means to you obviously you know it's it's not every everybody's got a mom that you know loves them and all that but how supportive she is and how involved she is and um and why it is that it's so important to you to go see her and and hug her after games things like that yeah i mean i, I um i mean she i mean uh, everything I feel like since I've been since I've been growing up, uh, it was really just me, her, my brother, and my grandma that lived together. Uh, my dad would come and help support with football and all that, but she 
uh, was one, her and my grandma were the one running me around to all my sporting events. Um, and I mean, I owe everything to her for, and that's like, I feel like that's the, uh, that's the repayment I can give her is just showing her that, uh, how much she does mean to me after the games, uh, whether it goes good or bad. And she's always going to be there regardless, uh, on my side, fighting for my side. Um, I mean, I know like during the, um, like plebeer naps, it was times where I was, uh, questioning being here, whether I should be here or not. And, um, she was always, uh, the person that I would talk to about it. And she always was, uh, in my corner, regardless of what my decision was going to be. But she always was definitely one of the main reasons why I, I stayed. And she said that you just, uh, just try to stick down. If you, if you, uh, if you don't like it by the end of your sophomore year, then I understand. And then obviously sophomore year, um, had some good, good times, had some bad times, but overall I realized that this is definitely the place I want to be. So, I mean, me and her, uh, I talked to her about everything. Um, she's always there. She's always uh, making sure I'm okay. And uh, definitely our relationship has grown more and more uh, as time has gone on. So, I mean, I, I owe everything to her. That's and awesome. uh, she's definitely my biggest role model and support. So You're giving me goosebumps, by the way. We're talking to you on National <laughs> Suns Day. So I feel like this is going to be special for her, too. <laughs> like, I feel like that's going to be special for her to hear. And I love it. I love watching the relationship you guys share from afar. It, it really is a very neat, neat thing, and I love how supportive she is. Not just to you, but, it, like, she's she's gassing up all your teammates on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. She's got to yeah, be – right? She loves it. I mean, she's got to be like the guys got to love that. They got to love the fact they almost yeah. have like a second mom, right? Yeah, they do. <laughs> she, sure. she's the best, man. That is so cool. She is. Hey, uh, Ty, what can we plug for you, man? Social media wise, where can uh, Navy football fans be giving you a follow? Twitter, Instagram, anywhere like that. Yeah, Twitter and Instagram. I'm pretty sure my name is just Ty Lavatai on both of them. Um, that's probably the two most uh, social yeah. media platforms I. I, I guess you got a little bit lucky. It's not quite like Glenn Clark, where you have to fight with about a billion other people yeah. in order to get the handles. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's only really one, one, one or two of them. So. Oh man, that is good stuff. Uh, Saturday noon, CBS, Navy and Air Force, big national TV game. Uh, we'll have a huge audience. Um, looking forward to seeing what's ahead for you guys. Uh, incredibly inspiring win uh, down in East Carolina. Ty Lavatai, thank you as always for taking the time for us, man. Best of luck this week, and we'll look forward to chatting again as the season goes along, all right? It's... Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. And it's Ty Lavatai. Very cool stuff. Appreciate him taking a couple of minutes for us this morning as Navy gets ready for Air Force on Saturday. Today's show also brought to you by the print issue of Pressbox, which is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms and in the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. You can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. Mark Andrews is on the cover. He's larger than life. Great story from Bo Smolka about his unlikely path to football stardom. Uh, go get that right now. When we come back in, uh, by the way, worst Would You Rather Wednesday response ever. I don't know what the hell is going on. Like last week, it took a little while. Maybe it's just an afternoon thing now. I don't. It's bizarre. Like almost none. Uh, but uh, Griffin and I'll go over our answers anyway. I don't know what's going. It's a very weird bit to me. I don't know. Maybe we can win the gift card this. Uh, Ooh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I could use one. I could use one. Um, uh, but we'll we'll go over that in a second, and uh, also we'll get a tidbit in tubular before we wrap up for a Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. 
Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guildfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back with season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is it, Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at Pressbox on The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, October 4th at 7 p.m. at Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle, to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline and Facebook.com slash PressBox sports or you can listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio so join us live on the bat around every saturday from 10 a.m to noon right here at press box sports glory days grills oktoberfest menu is now running it's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year it features the chicken schnitzel the oktoberfest brewer's platter the brewer sausage sandwich the bavarian burger with a pretzel bun the cheddar ale soup the slam dunk pretzels and the apple cobbler all of these meals pair well with oktoberfest beers and angry orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at pressboxonline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest and I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. If you missed it earlier in the week, stand the fan Charles and Ross Grimsley caught up with former Oriole Bill Swaggerty. You can find it right now. Facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports. Click on the videos tab. Go to YouTube.com slash Pressbox Online or Pressboxonline.com slash video stand. 
putting in extra work every week, bringing you multiple shows during the week on Facebook Live. And, of course, Stan will be back in with us on uh, Friday here on GCR. Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you by Glory Days Grill. I, I don't know if people just it got lost in Twitter this morning. I don't know what's going on, but um, one of the most tepid is it just are these bad questions? I don't I don't Maybe it's me. Maybe maybe it's me. Maybe it's did I say something? I did I was I canceled? I thought they were good. Did questions. something happen? Did I do something and the internet canceled me <laughs> without telling me? Like I get it. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, <laughs> all right, fine, you know. I maybe it's because I won't give up the crusade that oatmeal raisin cookies are better than chocolate chip cookies, and the internet has just decided, no, get on board, or we're leaving you behind. How dare you actually have thought and nuance and consider? If you don't just line up, we're canceling you. I don't know what's going on. Um, but uh, look, man, I would encourage you, get your responses in. Uh, at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. You might have great odds of winning the $25 <laughs> gift card to Glory Days Crew. We don't pick a winner until tomorrow, so we there will be time. But, like, yo, I don't I don't know what happened today. I also think that football season – like, somebody reminded me of this. Whenever we get into football season, because we have real things to talk about, some of our, our side, like, uh, games end up getting a little uh, depleted in the process. So, I don't know, whatever. Would you rather, uh, number one, would you rather have Mark Andrews as your top pass catcher or Stephon Diggs as your top pass catcher? Um, it's, it's, that's, it's, it seems really tough. It is very tough. That's um, the reason. I think I'm, I, I think I got to lean Mark Andrews because, um, I mean, we've been getting it done without Stephon Diggs. So I think uh, you got to lean that way. Um and I guess because uh, Andrews is a little younger too than Stephon Diggs, is that what we're talking? Like, which one would you rather have on the team right now? Yeah, I mean that's that's. I mean, I I think uh, I, 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 I think not... I think it'd be great to have both. Well, thank you, Griffin. <laughs> Dynamite observation: Would you rather Wednesday? I'd rather both. God damn it! Yes. That sounds great, but yeah, I guess uh, Mark Andrews does slightly more because you know that he's a he's huge in the run game. And, this is a uh, difficult. This is a difficult thing for me because I don't I don't know how huge Mark Andrews is in the run game. I, I'd say the opposite thing. It's almost like we don't we don't ever talk you about can go it. Go under center and get you a yard. Only there is that, huge. but like he's not blocking is not really his thing. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like he can do it. It's not like he's a zero in terms of blocking, but it's not his thing. Um. I'm in a weird place with this because I have been the guy that has screamed for years about how frustrated I was that the Ravens literally had Stefan Diggs right under there. And somebody says, hey, it doesn't matter what school somebody comes from. Well, it does only in this aspect. You can send anyone to a Maryland game. And when I was covering Maryland football, I would regularly see multiple Ravens personnel at those games because the guys that didn't, that weren't assigned something specific in the rest of the country it was just it was easy for them to travel a lot of times like guys would go do um i think famously there's a story of um it was a double header day the day that um uh, they discovered joe flacco i think it was a, a delaware towson or maybe even a delaware navy game that day something like that um but the guys that are local are able to get to all of these games they they can travel down and watch practice whenever they want to. If there ever should have been a team, and I know that people in Washington would probably say the same thing, 
that should have known more than the rest of the league about why Stephon Diggs shouldn't have fallen to the fifth round, it should have been the Baltimore Ravens. And so I've been extraordinarily frustrated by it for a long time. Then they had another opportunity to get Stephon Diggs at a very reasonable cost. First round pick. That's it. To get one of the top receivers in the league. And they were just like, eh. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Um, it, it is a, this is a difficult question, right? It's a very difficult question because you have to give up. And it's, it's a bird in hand, right? Like, we, we know what Mark Andrews brings to the table. We know how good he is. I have talked for a long time about how hilarious it is to me that we continue to try to depress the value of wide receivers when you saw exactly what happened to the Buffalo Bills the moment Stephon Diggs arrived. They stunk. Josh Allen stunk. The moment Stephon Diggs arrived, the entire fortunes of their franchise changed. I There's also the opportunity, right? Like somebody would say, Hey, if you have a really, there's fewer really great tight ends. If you happen to have a really great tight end, you might be able to find a really good wide receiver. So in this hypothetical scenario where you're like building a franchise and which one are you starting with? Well, it might be that if you, there's a greater chance of you finding a high level wide receiver than there is at this point of you finding a high level tight end. There's like four of those, whereas there's upwards of 10 really high-level wide receivers in the league. Do the math. Jefferson, Diggs, Hopkins, Evans, Chase, Chase, Cup, Adams, Hill, Cup, Debo. I know it's, you know, unique, but I think he still counts on that list. Waddle. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, you're starting to get into that, like, like, like you've got, I mean, you got a group of guys. I mean, if Calvin Ridley was healthy, he'd probably or not healthy. If he wasn't suspended, he'd probably still be on that list. Do you include an AJ Brown on that list? Yeah. A DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, like Christian Kirk. This year, I mean, there is an argument to be made. I mean, Devontae Smith is CeeDee Lamb. No, CeeDee Lamb's that guy that everybody wants to put in that list, but there's nothing he's actually done that has said he's in the top echelon of wide receivers. I mean, Keenan Allen's been I still think yeah. Keenan Allen deserves to be in that conversation. Mike Williams, then I don't. Eh, I mean, he's he's getting there, but I don't. The Keenan Allen's been doing that. All he's ever done is be that guy for ten years, and yeah. nobody's really ever talked about it. Like we've just always sort of taken, oh yeah, Keenan Allen's out there. Like nobody's ever bothered to notice, like just how great the guy has been for a very long time. Um, you know, Adam Thielen's kind of on the edge of that group. Amon Ross St. Brown's trying to put himself into that. Con- There's a lot of good receivers. DJ Moore has definitely put himself in that. If he was on a real team, probably would be considered that type of player. Deontay Johnson's probably right outside. You know, did you see like, DeAndre Hopkins yet? I did. I oh, said okay. Hopkins pretty early on. And Michael Thomas, who knows what Michael Thomas is at this point in his career. But it's a longer list of guys that we're talking about as top echelon or upper echelon. Versus when you get to tight end and you're like, okay, there's Mark Andrews, there's Travis Kelsey, there's George Kittle, there's Kyle Pitts, there's Darren Waller, and Tyler Conklin of the of the Jets. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Correct. Tyler Conklin. That's the one everybody's always talking about. You're like, uh, Hawkinson, uh, you know, fan to Goddard, Jasicki, you know, nice players, Dalton Schultz. Uh, mm. 
you know, Zach Ertz, eh, Robert Tanyan, eh, like Tyler Higby. You start like the drop off is 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 quicker. So I think that might be the best argument for Mark Andrews is just that there's probably more great wide receivers and their percentage chance of finding like Rashad Bateman might prove to be a great wide receiver. The percentage chance of finding a great wide receiver is more likely than the percentage chance of finding a great tight end. But yo, it still sounds disparaging to Stefan Diggs to say that. Like it's I, like I want to say that, but at the same time, it sounds like we're still failing to recognize the true greatness of Stefan Diggs in the process. Um, number two, would you rather you get the ball? What are you doing with it? Um, I want to keep it, um, but not like to really sell it. I just want to have it. I just want to have it. Like, like I want like people come over and it's like, oh that. yeah, there's a. There's a baseball. Yeah, you definitely deserve that is, for doing uh, nothing. That Gunner, that Gunner Henderson your hit. You're for sitting his, on your During ass. his 80 home run season. I, I don't know how hard this is. You give the ball back because I, that's what you I do. Don't think, I, mean, until, I mean, until the ticket stub says, and th- yeah. And, and, and by the but way, that's on mine. Major League it's Baseball mine. for not – no. You haven't done anything. I was in the right place at the right time. You are an I'm not, entitled. And, and like, I don't. I'm not looking monster. to flip it. I just kind of want to have it because it's a cool souvenir. I like what Albert Pujols says when he's like – we play, we do this game for the fans. That's f- all well and Keep good. It. That's all well and good. Stop it. You can give a meet and greet and autograph memorabilia for the fans too. Nobody is saying give the ball back for nothing. Nobody thinks that's a good idea. Meet the player, have a once in a lifetime opportunity that nobody else is getting that night. Get a bunch of memor- autograph memorabilia and tickets. This is the easy. I, I hate everyone. I hate everyone that can't see this. You've done nothing. You are worthless. God. And then number three. Um, if I somehow like get the Aaron Judge ball, should I just launch it back into the infield? Like while I'm up, like say, it, like, how great would that think, be? I gotta think about that. I think that'd be fantastic. I gotta think about that. It like, would be, it would be spectacular, and and. Then the rest of the country would want to talk to the guy that threw the ball back. <laughs> yeah. So that would be good for that us. That would be good. Yeah, it would be so you, good this is the problem. You're not allowed to do any interviews. Okay. You get the ball on Friday. <laughs> you cannot talk. You say you tune in to Glenn Clark Radio Monday morning at my 10 a.m. And that's where I will talk about it. I swear to God, if you don't, you're fired. <laughs> okay. All right? Like, you get that ball and you throw it back in the infield. And all of a sudden, all the news people are like, they're trying to come talk to you. Like, they're trying. Nope. You may. I will be available. I'll be on air Monday, uh, 10 a.m. Monday morning, 10 a.m. GlennClarkRadio.com. You can hear from me then. <laughs> All right. And I swear to God, if you if you don't, if you're doing interviews, you better sell that ball because you're gonna need a job. <laughs> All right. You hear me? All right. Stop. Swear about. Swear. You're not. You're not catching the ball anyway. Gotta figure out how to get into the outfield. Yeah. Correct. Don't. Don't do that. You're gonna get kicked out. You're gonna get kicked out if you try to do that. Uh, number three, uh, uh, Russell Wilson or the anal beads? Uh, One I, anal bead, I guess. Uh, I guess Russell Wilson. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think I might just. I mean, he is as odd as he is, dude. There's just no way. <laughs> the second day, I'm like, nope, sorry, psycho. I can't be around you. It's the most psychopathic thing I've ever seen in my entire life. What the hell is that? What in the world is that? It's spicy. Should I, should I play it? Should I play it? You want to play it? Uh, I don't want to give him any. I don't want to give them free advertising. No, though. Like, yeah, I guess that's true. Fine, whatever. Who cares? It's. All but right, this is what me. they want. They want us to do this. 
They want this. They're like, oh, this is great. This will be weird, and people will make fun of it on, on social media, and it'll get a bunch of attention. Damn it, we're playing right into their hands. Go ahead. It's shit, funny. I can't I can't find it. Did you just... <laughs> I, I, I said shoot. I said shoot. All right. <laughs> Easy. Easy, killer. Easy. You know, I shared oh, there it. There we go. Yes, yes, I know. Okay, there, right. there we go. There we go. Okay. Hey, you want to uh, split this Subway sandwich? It is my signature sandwich. Uh, hang on, hit pause. Hit pause. Did you hit pause or did you? Because we're never going to get back to the same spot. That's why I said hit pause. Okay, we're, we're back in the same spot. Are we? Yes. Their their establishment is called Subway. Why oh, are they it's obs- a, it's a wrap, Why right? are they obsessed with calling them sandwiches? It also looks like a wrap. Too. It, I don't know if it's a. It does. Everybody was calling it a burrito online, but it, it's a sub. <laughs> That's what you go to Subway for is a sub. It's literally the name of your establishment. Okay, and if they want to spend money with us, I'll be the biggest fan of Subway sandwiches that's ever existed. It's called a sub. No, they think they're so hip. Make sure you say Subway sandwich. God damn it. All right, go ahead. Play. It's called the Danger Witch, and it's dangerously good. Yeah, is it? <laughs> be careful, though. It's spicy. What? Yeah. Yeah. You ever done anything dangerous? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, jeez. That is dangerous. I've done something like that, too. Mm-hmm. I won't tell anybody. Why? Listen, one time... Uh, never mind. That's too dangerous. Anyways, my danger witch, it's only in the vault. That's our little secret. What does that even mean? What does that mean? It's in the vault. Apparently, this sandwich features... Um, it looks like tomato, lettuce. Very dangerous. It comes with pepperoni, salami, black forest ham, provolone cheese, and bacon on Italian herbs and cheese bread topped with lettuce, green peppers, tomatoes, ban- banana peppers, finished with yellow mustard and mayo. Whoa. Dangerous! Whoa. Look out for this guy! Give me your responses. You know what they do have good food? Is it Glory Days Grill? I think that if you order a sub, they'll just call it a sub. I'm pretty sure. But they got the Oktoberfest menu. And if you participate in Would You Rather Wednesday, which I hope one of you does, uh, more of you do, um, uh, you uh, can be registered to win a $25 gift card. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website. All right. uh, Come see the um, Olympic athletes in action as the nation's top Horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Tidbit brought to you today Wait, by... Uh, did you see that Richard Blyer got called for three bucks? I did I don't really have any... What do you want me to say about it? I don't know. It? I just thought it was crazy. Okay. It, dangerous. Dangerous Richard Blyer. He might put uh, banana peppers on his, <laughs> on his sandwich. Creep. Uh, uh, not Richard Blyer. He's a good guy. I like Richard <laughs> Blyer. <laughs> Been a guest on this show a few times. Uh, tidbit is brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Grill. Use the code TAILGATE at GinsuGrills.com to take $100 off when you reserve your all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, the perfect ceramic tailgate, or home grill for searing, grilling, baking, and smoking all kinds of food. All right, so more on Anthony Santander. He became the second player in baseball history to homer from both sides of the plate in the same game four times in the same season. Yeah. 
I think Josh is. Josh, I was talking about you earlier, if you're <laughs> listening right now. said, Russell Wilson or anal beads. What the hell is going on down there? I love you, buddy. I love you. I was, I just, uh, Josh, I just, I, we had Rod Woodson on earlier. I was talking about how much I enjoyed uh, your narration of uh, a football life with Rod Woodson. I love you. Let, 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 Josh, let's figure out a time you can come back on with us. I love you, buddy. I love that guy. And uh, by the way, he didn't give an answer either. <laughs> well, I just noticed that. He didn't give an answer. Then I think we know what the answer is. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I think a lot of people are afraid to admit that they'd put that beat in their ass instead of hanging out with Russell Wilson. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, So the only other player to Homer twice to Homer hit two homers in the game from each side of the plate. Am I wording that right? I want to make sure because we had confusion. Yes, we did. So he's the second player in baseball history ever do that. The only other one is was Padres Ken uh, Caminiti. Oh God, Ken Caminiti. (laughs) Caminiti during his 1996. (laughs) He's a well-known baseball player. Steroids. It's okay. It's okay. Yes, definitely. So that definitely one say, everyone's did. saying Santander is the first guy to do it without. without ah, he's the, that's what I'm saying. He's the real record holder. Yes. Like we're talking yes. about up there and Judge. Um, and he is also the only. He's only the third Oriole ever to hit six or more home runs in a four-game span. So Wait, what, do you want to try to guess the other he's, two? Say it one more time. He's the third Oriole ever to hit six or more home runs in a four-game span. I didn't realize it was that many. Um, yeah, he's, uh, was Jeff Mantos one of them? Because he no. had a tear. Both, so 95. both the guys, it was this millennium that both these guys Chris did. Davis. Not Chris Davis. That's surprising. It is surprising. Uh, uh, Mark Trumber. Mm-mm. Four. Before. Both these guys. Both Mark Reynolds. Them. Nope. Before that? But, but they're both in the 2000 decade. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> worthless home runs. Yeah. Uh, Javi Lopez. Not Javi Lopez. Miguel Tuajada. Nope. The, this is Jay Gibbons. First baseman, one of them. I guess they were both first basemen. They were both first basemen. It requires me to remember who was playing first base on some of these terrible teams. Um, 2009, the first Derek Lee. Not Derek Lee. 2009. God. How am I supposed to remember who played the first base with the Orioles in 2009? Uh, left-handed hitter. I think he, what was it, with Tampa before or after? Tampa. <laughs> but again, it wasn't Derek Lee. It wasn't Derek Lee. Um, 2000. God damn. <laughs> Aubrey Huff. Not Aubrey Huff. He was also with Tampa. How many guys did we have <laughs> that were also with Tampa? Uh, now I gotta make, I, Wigginton? Not, not Ty Wigginton. How in the world? <laughs> All right, just tell me. It's it was uh, Luke Scott. And Albert Bell. I don't think Luke Scott was playing first base. Where would he? Where outfield. Was he, playing? he was mostly playing outfield. Like okay. I don't think that he was a first baseman. Although he does I remember fit qualifications. I hear you, but I don't think he was playing first base. All right. Well, Almost. Albert Bell and Luke Scott are the he. That is the list, the exclusive list <laughs> that right. Anthony Santander right. joins. And then my actual question, or, do you, or is that fine? What What, what is it? Another. It was about Aaron Judge. We can like. It yeah, can, save it, it. It'll be save it. He's gonna He's gonna hit another home run at some point. I imagine. But again, you catch that ball. I'm not kidding. Okay. I swear to God, Griffin. <laughs> out. Final day. Do not pass go. You don't get to keep being the spokesmodel for Ginsu Kamado Grills. I know it's been very that's the lu- only reason that's I'm been very lucrative for you. I understand that. That's the way you you screw this up. Out. Uh all right. Uh Totally Tubular is brought to you by uh, FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. You know how much I love the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Best place to watch and bet on everything, specifically during football season. And 
Find out how you can win a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl just by making a Super Bowl futures bet right now when you go to the window at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Orioles Red Sox tonight at 7 on Mass and 2, Dean Kramer and Rich Hill. Loyola Soccer in action this afternoon against American, 3 o'clock on ESPN+. Braves Nationals at 7 on Masson. Um, MLB Network will have Aaron Judge tonight as the Yankees and Blue Jays play at 7. Also, the Blue Jays can clinch if they win. They clinch a playoff spot if the Orioles lose and they win. No. So, I mean, it's probably going to happen. Well, I don't know if it's going to happen tonight, yes, but it's going to yeah, happen. happen. Yeah. Uh, Reds Pirates, 1230, also on MLB Network. The Capitals play an exhibition game tonight against the Flyers at 7 on NBC Sports Washington and NHL Network. NHL Network has Avalanche Golden Knights at 10, TBS for AEW Dynamite at 8. Some non-sports highlights. New episode of Survivor on CBS. Mila Kunis will be on Jimmy Kimmel. Maybe you should be talking about the Natalie Portman, yeah, uh, Ashton Kutcher situation. New episode of Archer, of course. Um, new episode of Andor, the Disney, that the, or not Disney, the Star Wars. I mean, it's on Disney+, Plus, yes. but the Star Wars show uh, about called Andor. And then a movie called Blonde, which is the Marilyn Monroe like. Bi- oh, that's biopic. out? Yeah, so on Netflix today. That's a big deal. Yes. Like, it, I think it's rated NC-17. Oh, really? I think it's... Ana de Armas. Gotten a lot of conversation. Marilyn Monroe. And then, surprised. of course, series premiere of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. <sighs> Hell yeah, that's the moment. They're in Salt that's Lake City the now. moment. So they don't drink? I mean, like, I don't know. How does that work? I exactly? doubt that. All right. Very good. Thanks today to uh, Rod Woodson. Thanks to Ty Lavatai from Navy Football. Thanks to Charles McDonald from Yahoo and to Drew Forrester for stopping by. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hit section of the tab at com. Ian Eagle scheduled to join us tomorrow. You know I love me some Ian Eagle. You know, Ian's doing the Ravens game on Sunday. His son Noah is doing the Maryland game on Saturday. So I wonder if they're going to get together at all this weekend. I wonder if that will work out, that they can hang out. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're going to chat with Ian on the program tomorrow. Of course, we will have Weekend at Bookies. We will make our picks and stuff and things. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the Baltimore County Police Department, the Casas Inn, the Maryland Five Star, the Maryland Lottery, Guilford Hall Brewery, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Grill, the Baltimore Orioles, your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Birds. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too.